What's up, guys? Welcome to Real Estate Podcast, episode 224. I'm here with Griffin. And I'm here with Adam. That's right. We kicked Travis out. <laughs> the, day, the day has finally come. Yeah. <laughs> Travis had a, a family function to attend. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I might not be as lively. Yeah, Griffin may not be alive, so we got to. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I might not for real, dude. I got a, I'm, I'm birthing a stone out of my urethra as we speak. So, um, it's the first time it's ever happened and I hope it's the last time that it's ever going to happen because it's very painful. Did they recommend uh, breathing classes? You know, like, uh, yeah. One of the medicines the woman gave me, she's like, you might want to take this at bedtime. And I'm like, why? And she's like, because it's going to make your blood pressure bottom out. And I'm like, then why the fuck are you giving it to me? What is that? You like know, some like, kind of beta blocker? It's it's that flow max stuff that's supposed to help you pee better. Or but it bottoms easier. your blood pressure? Yeah. It's kind of yeah. dangerous, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, she said that since my I'm already on blood pressure medicine and I take it in the morning that it should be fine. And I'm like, okay. It should be. <laughs> She's like, you don't have heart problems, do you? I'm like, I, not the, not I yet. might after this is <laughs> over. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you know, I don't know. So we'll see how it goes, though. I mean, well, you know, so it's the far, little things, man. It I'm is the little things, man. Pretty soon you're going to piss out one. Yeah, I'm going to frame it. I told Marina, <laughs> Dude, I was going to take your it. Office. Well, I was going to have her a necklace made. Yeah. Because her, her birthday's tomorrow. So I was just going to. Like put some epoxy and drop it down in there, and then put it on a chain. You know, I do listen. So, tear one sub. You get the fucking <laughs> scan of that thing, and you three D print just a shitload of them. Yeah, and it comes yeah, on a little no. stand. It's like you know Griffin's first kidney stone. It's got the date. <laughs> um, then, since you every, can't give everyone the kidney stone, what you could do is take a little sliver of the kidney stone, yeah. just crush it up in the. The dye yeah. for the thing, you know. Yeah. That way, every pe- you know how they put blood and stuff. Yeah. The kiss yeah. record. It's like, yeah, they didn't really do that. Come on. Yeah. Nos, little Nos. Well, I'm pretty sure if you were in there, dude, letting a guy just bleed into the fucking vat full of record gel. Yeah. Someone's going to be like, we got to shut this place down. Has this guy been tested <laughs> yeah. for anything? Like, what? It was the 70s, though. Yeah. It was. It's a little, little bit of a different time period there, you know? Yeah. So, but it is, it's the little things, man. little things that Y'all we finally, finally watched out. it. Yeah. And I've been kind of holding out cause I figured at some point we would get around to it on the podcast. Um, and I, I started to watch it like earlier because you know, the, the, the old lady is into the whole murder porn thing. Yeah. So I figured that she would, you know, it would be something that she would enjoy and that she would gravitate to. And boy, did she, yeah. Did she mm. like it? Yeah, she yeah. she really enjoyed it. it was good. Oh, she uh, finally knows what Zell means. You yeah. Know? Were you like that so, Zell? Yeah, yeah. When he came on screen. Like, yeah, I'm like, there she's he like is, the it's deputy. It's like uh, <laughs> he's a deputy now. He used to be a private investigator. Yeah, yeah, he's a detective. Don't worry, it's Zell. He's fucking John Q over here, you know. Um, so I mean, yeah, let, let's break that down, like. The movie opens and it's just like uh, we. It takes place in the nineties. We get that little that little uh, shot of that chick. B fifty two's Rome. 
Yeah. Playing loud as fuck on the radio. Yeah. This is the opening when the chick's driving. Yeah, and and that car comes up on her. Yeah. And then like beside her. All right. Why did she pull over and get out of her car? Well, if all right, if if it's me and the gas station or the restaurant is open. Yeah, there's no way I'm going to stop. I'm not running uh-uh. out of gas. There's no danger well, yeah. there. Just keep driving. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to want to total their vehicle either. No, because they would get caught. Yeah. So, like, she just wasn't thinking with the right head, dude. She was thinking with murder head, you know? And that murder head will get you every time. Yeah. <laughs> but we see we we see some very ominous shots here of like uh somebody opening a trunk and we see some Ape. glove action. Yeah. Some a rope. duffel bag. Yeah. Um and then, you know, he chases her through like here's my thing too, like if I'm there and this place is closed. Get back in your car. Well, first, yeah, but he took the keys out of it. Well, but he did he that after she ran off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, she was so, still she was running while he was like yeah. willy nilly getting stuff out of the trunk. Yeah, no, no pressure. He's just like taking his time. Um, why didn't she break a window? I don't know. I mean, because she just took if off you running. Think of, it's like yeah. well, now you're in, you know, in the desert. <laughs> yeah, before you were in your car. Yeah, and, and you were safe. in your car. Yeah. But now you're running through the desert with yeah. like probably flip flops on. It probably looked better on paper. Yeah. And then I was sitting there watching that. And I was thinking that I was like, why did she get out of her car? And I'm like, I bet when they wrote that, they're like, yeah, this is what happens. Cause you know, it's just the beginning of the movie. Yeah. She's got to get away. It's like, she could have used her car to get away. She didn't even see the guy really. No. I mean, so she yeah. was no help. No. Um, and, and my thing too is like she gets away, like that that truck stops and everything. Yeah, I thought it like, was going to hit her. <laughs> I did too. I was like, like damn, what a way to what a way to open the movie, yeah. you know? Um, but my thing is like, what came of that though? Like, I don't you know. That's the girl they bring in later. Yeah, that's the girl right, yeah. that spots him. Yeah. Now, how did they fuck that up? See, the reason, and then they can't use it using her because she saw him there. Yeah. And they were just like, who fucking did, who fucked it up? That's why they were like, all right, the hallway's clear. Bring him out. Yeah. And she just happens to be sitting there tying his shoes when he walks through. He he gives her a look. Yeah. Like you, but he gives bitch. everybody a look. Yeah. He says, uh, how's the trunk space? Yeah. His, his low and slow. Yeah. Like I loved it. I love, uh, Lito's character. Like, and he's good in pretty much everything. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's a given. He's he's usually great, but like I've never really seen him play like that type of you know silly, serial killer type role. Um, and that's the biggest drawback from the movie, in my opinion. Yeah, w- was they should have got to him sooner. Yeah, I wish they, they had more of him. Yeah, they should have made that connection sooner, and they they should have drug it out a little bit longer because they do waste a lot of time watching him. Yeah. Uh, and if they would have written, and, and I know that it's a little bit unrealistic where this would have happened, but if they would have written in like one or two more interactions with the, with both of the characters prior to the, uh, the 
interaction to where he go takes him into the middle of nowhere. Well, how creepy was the one the one interaction where uh, Zale starts to follow him, mm-hmm. and he takes him out there to that mile marker where they found the dead bodies. Yeah, and nobody yeah. knows that. The press doesn't know that. Yeah, that was never released, and he knew. <laughs> yeah, he just fucking with him. Yeah, carried him out to the mile marker. Like this dude, no, yeah. he can't. He can't be caught. He yeah. knows it. They got no evidence. He's clean. Yeah. But um, whenever he takes him out there, dude, the first time I'm watching that, I've seen this movie three times now, because yeah. I watched it. Then I watched it with someone, and then I watched, made sure to watch it again. I was like, let me brush up. Yeah. I could have phoned it in, but watched it today on on the Plex hashtag Plex dot yeah. com. <laughs> uh, he takes him out there, and then he's like on the side of the road, and he goes past him. And then he stops and he's like, I'm going to back up. And I'm like, you're not allowed to do that, first of all. And you're a cop and you no. should know that. And he's not even standing on the side of the no, road. No, dude. He's, driving, he's going around a curve road. backwards. Yeah, it's like, fuck, dude. But he gets back there and the dude's on the other side of the road now. Yeah. And he stops and he look, and then he looks over there and it's like, whoa, what kind of mind game is this? Yeah. The dude peels out in that fucking Nova. Nova yeah. was pretty sweet, wasn't it? I know. Peels dude. out. Comes around, comes up beside him, and he says, How's the trunk space? Yeah. And then he like points at him and taps his heart and just drives off. Yeah. Zell's got just his gun in his back. hand. He's like, Kind of weird uh-huh. shit. So that was like, that let him know. He's like, Yeah. yeah. What's that mile marker? How, there just yeah. happened to be a fucking payphone everywhere there needed one to be. I know. There was well, a payphone I mean, at that mile marker. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then the one in front of his house. I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember they paying phones, to, and you yeah. had to go to a store or something. Well, to me, what it seems like is they wrote the film as a present day thing. Yeah, and then somebody's like, "Let's make it a period piece." Yeah, it needed to, to be pre-cell phone. Like, yeah, yeah. Like they didn't even have like phones. No. You know, like pagers and shit. Yeah. That's it. So it could have been yeah. even earlier than that. Now she was listening to that song in the nineties. So yeah. Well, and the dude, um, had a pager, right? That's right. He had a, yeah. He a was beeper beeping or whatever. Yeah. 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 When he Classic came out of that beeper. house, he looked at it and was like, fuck. Yeah. And he goes and picks the dude up and he's like, I got something you need to see. They did a good yeah. job. Their chemistry. Yeah. Their together. chemistry was great. And and you see like um you know, Denzel taking taking his own kind of fascination with the case. Yeah. And then also recognizing what he did to himself yeah. in this other other well, character. This and guy did the same thing. Yeah, exactly. It, it's yeah. a little different, but because he shot the bad guy. You yeah. know, Denzel shot the girl. And they show you right at the end, they show that happen, and it's like, oh fuck, that's fucked up. Yeah. When the woman takes the bullet out, she's like a multiple stab wounds. That's what I'm putting down. Yeah. And then it cuts to and him there with that dead body. And it's like, they're fucking the same dude. Yeah, they are. That's why he, she's like, I'm going to take care of you. Yeah. Don't you still got a family. That. Yeah. Let me help you out here. Yeah. He's like, he's dead. He's going to rot in the ground. Yeah. Well, and I don't know if it's like this in real life or not. And I know that like, unless you live in a very populated area, you know, there's not always like, crime and murder and things like that happening but the way that they always portray um like detectives is like they invest their entire life into whatever case is going on 
And it's like, well, how can you realistically have a family yeah. and have all of this if if that's your life? Because you know, if we go back and like site seven, I was going like to say seven, techniques. like yeah. same situation. He's over there with the young guy. Yeah, she exactly, wants to move yeah. out to the country, but he yeah. won't leave. It was the same. It's almost like that guy, yeah. you know, that right. scene where he's like, "I still owe you breakfast," and I'd yeah. be like, "Oh, you gonna take me to your house?" Because yeah, that's right. like a, you know, that's a yeah. If a cops, if they're bringing, you know, if your partner's bringing you to the house, that's yeah, they kind of like you. Good don't want to let you meet my family. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's crazy, like, and and I love how they showed those parallels, and you see all these experiences that they both have collectively shared up to a point. Like you see the 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 things play out in real time with Freddie Mercury, but you know, it's all it's of course happened in the past with Zell. And it's like the parallels that they draw from that. And the story actually being about the fact that like, it's not about them catching the killer or solving the case. It's more about like Zell saving him and saving his humanity. Help you find yourself. Yeah. And I thought that that, yes. How cool was that? That was fucking awesome. And then when you see like, Oh, like he did that to like save him. Cause he was sitting there thinking about it. Yeah, thinking about the it. girl, his kids swimming in the pool, looking at him like, "What's wrong with him?" Yeah, and then he opens that. It's like no angels, and he, read, dude, how good was his acting right there? Like when yeah, she comes great. out and she's standing next to him, he does that thing like where you where you're like off in space. Yeah, he snapped to it, and he's like, "Oh, what is it?" And she's like, "It's from yeah, you know." What? He looks. He she sets it down, and he's just kind of like, "Okay," but when she leaves, and he like looks at it. Yeah, and when he takes out, the, yeah, he's like, "Oh." He was the yeah. killer. There was like a rabbit's foot in there. Yeah, watch. newspaper clippings. Yeah, a bunch of random shit. Random like, dude. What the fuck is this? I'll take the Shirley you know? Temple to go. Yeah, call the yeah, cops right. on his own house. Yeah. Why didn't dude go meet him at the bar and like talk to him? Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that have made sense? Decision. Yeah, it's that like here you take sense. my pager. As soon as he leaves, I'm gonna page you. Yeah, done. Yeah, and that's it. That's a good lieutenant um, decision. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Um, but I do like how the dynamic of the story was kind of changed to where instead of it being f- solely focused on the, them f- finding the killer yeah. and, and it's kind they, of focused they on them. That. Yeah. They, yeah, exactly. They do that, but the story is about saving was different, you know, saving him. And I liked that a lot. Yeah. I thought that was very clever. Um, I mean, the acting was fucking top notch. Yeah, dude. When they got the three of them in the room together. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was amazing. He purposely uh, turned that table so he yeah. could see his lap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why he did that. Yeah. See, and that's I, the thing. And don't you? I kind of think that now he may have committed the murders because they were like, this guy left here. You know, five years yeah, ago, he left right after years, you left. Yeah. Yeah. He went up to Detroit and he was like, was there any dead bodies up there? And he's like, in Detroit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they're jugging on Detroit yeah, for a in minute. Detroit, like, uh, low hanging fruit. You so know? I don't know if he was the guy that was chasing the girl. Yeah. But no. by it opening up, see, he was gone during that investigation. He left and went to Detroit. So this yeah. time he was there. Yeah. So it may, I mean, I definitely think he killed someone. I think that he was a, copycat of well he had all the books yeah yeah 
he he was fascinated by it. Yeah. When he and held that he, picture up, dude, I I thought that shit was cold, dude. When he held yeah. that picture up, he said, 11 more, you got a calendar. I know, dude. That was huh? fucking crazy. Yeah. He Didn't said, you got to kiss fuck, a lot man. of frogs to find a prince. Yeah. So when's Columbo so. going to solve my case when he asked that guy? Yeah. Is Columbo going to solve my case? He's like, he does things differently. Yeah. He told that lady, he's like, what else was in the fridge? She was like, beer. He's like, I'm going to need that for evidence. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he sits in there and drinks it. Yeah. Whenever that's when she asked him, she's like, "How do you get used to the smell?" And he says, "If you're lucky enough, you don't get used to it." Yeah. I was like, "Damn." Yeah. Cold blooded. Yeah. <laughs> if you piss on my leg and call it rain. Yeah. I was like, "What? Okay." There all these fucking quips. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, damn. Um, but no, man. I think that like he. All right. Jared Leto's character definitely at some point killed someone. Um, I'm almost hundred percent certain on that. I don't know if that was this particular Hello. case. Yeah. What's up, man? Hello. Hey man. Hey, what's up, man? Can't hear anyone. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it was that particular case, but there's definitely signs pointing to him murdering someone at some point, you yeah. know, and that is going to be, uh, you know, that's kind of the mystery of the film though. It's like, was it, I think it had to have been a copycat killer mm-hmm. because I think that the opening of the film shows that that guy was leaving town or at least like, or at least like getting on the outskirts of the town. Yeah. Um, and it going from there. What's up, Trav? Hello. Hey, man. Hey, man. Let me restart Discord. <laughs> All right, man. So, uh, so what do you think? Do you think that he was the he was a killer, copycat killer, anything like that? Well, like, um, it's the little things. Yeah, they made a. They show you that beer over and over again. The milk. Mm-hmm. Hello. Um, hello. All right, I can carry out. Yeah, they show him, you know, the roast beef. Yeah, he goes into the roast beef restaurant. I yeah. mean, he just happens to be doing all these things that we know that the killer does. Yeah, you know, it was her last meal. Like whoever the girl, it was a sick dude because he was like he shaved her dead body. Yeah, and positioned it. And dude, when he was looking at those pictures, he was like. You can definitely tell it's not so and so. I can't remember the name, but this was some famous crime scene photographer. Yeah, he was like yeah. the contrast is all off, and yeah, it's like, it's whoa, dude, this is yeah. weird. We already uh, live, gentlemen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Word. We went on around ten or nine. Yeah. Griffin's got kidney stones. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got kidney stones, by the way. So in there. Yeah, man down, you know. Yeah. Been doing you've been doing the dance. Shit, I've been doing something, man. I couldn't hardly walk. That's how bad it was hurting. Yeah, man, so. it's it's a brutal, sad state of affairs. <laughs> Just fucking put me yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Old yellering. Yeah, right. 
But yeah, we've been going for about 20 minutes. And we just got it. We just started talking about it, really. Yeah. Um. Um. Un- unexpected. It, it was. I kind of had an idea how the movie was gonna go. Uh, Deidre praised it. Uh, I mean, dude. Uh, Denzel Washington. Yeah. Uh, it should be called Monologue the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, no, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. It was really good. Like, I loved, I loved all those little moments, man, where he'd lay in some Washington wisdom. Yeah, the I'll little things. It. Yeah, where he get well when he's talking to the corpse. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you, you didn't, you didn't listen to that feeling, did you? You, yeah, when you he felt it in the car. But you, you just had when to, he uh, like gave he the hamburgers to that girl. Him. He's like, y'all don't know how lucky you are tonight, girls. Yeah, right. Yeah. As I'm following him. Well, so I want I want to ask you guys how y'all interpreted this, or or if, or maybe I just maybe I just went off on my off my rocker with it. So the pictures that he held up in his hotel room that wasn't a case he was after. It was those are the people those are the people that he fucked up and shot. Well, he didn't shoot them all. His, no, no, like, it was his. No, like, they were. Listen, I, when they got there, there was two girls killed and placed yeah. on that rock. There was yeah. another girl there though, and when she come running around the corner, he shot her. Yeah, like, he was like, "Put your hands up!" The... She come running out of the woods, and he shot her. So then well, the, I was trying. That's when they I saved him because that's why he lost it. his job, and that's why he had to go. You know, he went to be a deputy somewhere else from this badass detective to because he fucking everyone covered for him. The woman at the morgue was like, "I'm." She took the bullet out. And she's like, "I'm gonna say it was stab wounds." Yeah. That's why she told him when he, she gave him the file. She says, "I can't be there for you like that again." Yeah. So I'm not. I'm not well, going to like, lie and cover for you again. Well, it's like the theme of the movie was detectives' guilt. Like you're going to yeah. fuck up working these cases. You're well, going to get the him. wrong guy. You he know? like saves him from becoming what he became. No yeah. family. Well, but he lied to him. Though. He did. Yeah. He bullshitted me. Him. Like he. Yeah. Cause that dude, like you know, he, he like he by, the the time Denzel, by the time Denzel, by the time Denzel catches up with him, like dude's already like his mind's already turned to shit from the situation. Yeah, because yeah. he's just like he's just constantly repeating. He's like, dude, he was our man. Yeah, well, he dude, was our guy. There was ten holes that like, I counted them. I so thought it was crazy. Three while I the guy was, was alive, and then that... he kept digging while dude was gone. Yeah, like. He, yeah, he was like, was please, like, I hope the body's here. He said, drop him in a hole four feet deep. I'll be back in a couple hours. Yeah, and it's like, no, I'm going to keep looking for the body. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I those those obsession-style movies, man, are, are, they, they're always good, dude. They're the, type of, they're the type of film that's like that that I don't have a problem watching. Well, we've already talked about it, but how did you feel about Jared Leto? Oh, man. What about that, that fucking that yeah, that's, I was about was to get wall, I was, dude. It was that goddamn that my, my <sighs> lower back got to take a shit walk like a <laughs> that, that, that fucking gate man. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I was really surprised that he wasn't like phoning it in and yeah. some like you know what I mean because like you could clearly tell that either before or after he filmed this movie, he went and slapped some more white paint on and filmed his Justice League cameo. Yeah. When he pulled up beside the car and he went, because he knew the cop was in a new car. 
Or a different. Well, Ivan. He said, I like the Trump attention. space. Well, oh, dude, that, that like, dead ooh. ass. That dead ass, dead eye stare that he gave. Space. Where, um, it's the same stare he gives in, like, Blade Runner when he's all like, I make life. Only to, to you know, take life. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, I mean, dude, ever since Requiem for a Dream, uh, Leto has, like, I've, 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 I hone, that's the movie that made me hone in on him and other yeah. films, you know, uh, regardless of, of his other artistic endeavors and that weird cult shit that apparently yeah. he's been doing. That hedonistic uh, lifestyle. Despite that hedonistic lifestyle, that motherfucker can act his goddamn ass off, man. And it, and, and it's funny that people are always going to shit on him for the one that was shitty, and that was his Joker performance, which I think he redeemed a little in Snyder Cup. Yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, dude, outside of superhero shit, this motherfucker is a masterclass yeah. in a way. Dude, you guys haven't even seen his best performance, in my opinion. <laughs> What's that? I've seen I, I've seen clips from Dallas Buyers. Oh like, yeah. Dude, I, I have seen some I, I, I saw the one recently where I think me and you watched it, Griffin, where they were in the supermarket. Yeah. He's like, shake her hand. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. So, Trav. Yeah. Do you think he's the one? Is he the killer? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that he's copycat? No. You think he was the one all along? Yep. And the reason I say it is because if we look back into our murder porn archives, <laughs> um, one thing that killers like to do. Revisit. Revisit. Yeah. And they love to like kind of. Serial killers are an, a very weird, like next level type of voyeur. Yes. Like, like a lot of them, especially the really unhinged ones. Like, like look at, look at how. Um, I guess we can pull from recent material that's come out on different services. Look at Ted Bundy. Yeah, mm-hmm. he did all those murders, and he talked to any motherfucker that had an ear. Yeah, yeah, they're all like that too, and they all like to kind of have their own awkward front row seat. You can watch Mind Hunter and see that. Because and another thing too is that they all they all want to um, oh man I I guess you hit the nail on the head with that with the talking man but no here's what it was it's the fact that he was he was mentally fucking with him the whole movie from the car back and forth thing which was another murder case and I felt like. Even though he was into true crime, and yeah. I appreciated the detail when they were going over his apartment, the books and the... you saw the bookshelf, yeah. you saw Helter Skelter and a couple of the true crime books. I think that was like misdirection. Yeah. I think that by introducing the dilemma at the end of the film, it forces the audience to have that dilemma with the main character. Yeah. But I still think I, I mean I have to side with Rami Malek's character. I think he's the fucking guy that did it, and I think that because even though he talks and revisits and all this stuff, yeah, he took him out to the fucking to the boonies to 
make him go shout a buff on the desert and yeah, it didn't work. That's funny. <laughs> but like but at the end of the day, he was still so narcissistic and in that moment with those cops that he had to be the killer. He was. Is and that... I feel like an I feel like an argument for that would be, well, are you sure? And it's like, well, why would like if someone wanted to be involved like that, why would he go that hard? Why would he push them that yeah. fucking hard into a corner to where he himself could get fucking killed and did? Yeah, he was which like, I thought, saw that picture which of I, your family. Which I thought was great when that goddamn shovel smacks his face mid-sentence. I was like, oh, well, yeah, that's he over. He said, how do you expect to take two little girls if you can't even handle that one? Wow. Yeah. And he went, hey, man, get up. Hey, but man. Yeah, I, like, but, after, but yeah, I mean, post-TED Talk, yeah, I think he's the killer. He did I know think, stuff th- that no one else knew. Like that, you know, they were like, well, he's a big news guy and he followed the cases. But when he takes them out to that mile marker where they yeah. found the dead bodies, that wasn't released to the public. And he tells him that on he, the phone. He's like, what mile marker was that? And he's like, was it like six? 645 or something, 47. And he's like, huh. And even if we go with the idea that he didn't kill him. He's still one creepy bastard. (laughs) Yeah. um, I just, I just don't understand why someone who's innocent would go that far in, in, in the mind fucking, you know? Yeah. Well, and this was my thing. It's like, was like, was he the killer? Possibly. Do I think that he was the original killer? Probably not. If he ha- didn't kill those girls, he definitely killed someone somewhere. I think because, he did the one uh, in the room. Yeah. Because this one was different. They shaved him, came yeah. back, revisited several times, made her eat food. Yeah. But that would have been a so, different killer than the guy in the car. I mean, yeah, this was a yeah. time where, you know, some killing going on well, in the neighborhood. Like, Well, a lot, well, I mean, without being too fucking poetic about the shit, um, let's circle back to the title of the movie. It's the little, little things. things. Yeah. And what I mean by little things is that the you beef, have the beer. You have a character. You have a, yeah, you have a character. How many times they make sure too. to show that beer? Like, and, and they, they also, the, one of the biggest little things, too, is that, this guy's fucking with a human. Yeah. Yeah, he's a cop. Well, yeah, a cop has uh, has creeds and and well, codes and edicts to follow and stuff. But the little thing of him being another human is that, like, you can only fuck with a human's mind so long before it breaks. And yeah. whether it breaks on you or just in its own self-imposed hell, that's the coin flip with that. Right. And in, in the film, we saw where it clearly landed on heads, and homeboy got his life taken. Well, remember he yeah. went on a service call to that girl's house. Yeah. Like, right before this all happened. He went up there, knew she was alone, saw the girl. Yeah. Because if, if you do go back and look at the beginning of the film when the chick's getting chased, uh, homeboy doesn't look like Leto. No, that's a, no, the car is different. The, Even the car does not have the second vehicle have he owned. Was it the car? He's just yeah, he's just rocking. Yeah, like glasses and a, a mustache. Hat. Yeah, there was that one blink and you missed it shot yeah. that I thought looked good, where Real she was skinny. up behind a bush, 
and that guy was walking and he turns his head and when he does the lenses mm-hmm. kind of do that that you know the camera it reflects the light but it, it did both full lenses so yeah. it had almost like a like that sin city appeal with fucking uh yeah. elijah wood's character yeah that soulless thing yeah, where it's just like, it, like you could, you could, you could superimpose his silhouette in a comic book and it fit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's to me. That's why it feels like he's a copycat, and like because you see that, like the 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 original murder happens that that kind of kickstarts the film with the girl that's tied up in the apartment and everything, and then. um you also see that car, that same car from the beginning of the film was following Those the girl that was walking. jogging. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like either he's a copycat and the killer's back in town and it's just very coincidental or, um, you know, there's something more going on here that we don't really know about to where maybe he's like a, a disciple type character or something like, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot of different ways that you could, you know, yeah. skin that cat. But that's, I mean, that's, it, I mean, and and I could see where maybe he could be a copycat, but I just I, I still feel like I still feel like he was probably the one, you know? Right. Like when he died, well, you didn't feel bad. You're like, well, no, when well, when when, De- when Denzel went into the cleaners, yeah, and when yeah. he leaves and Homeboy looks back, it's like he knew he already knew he was being watched. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. There's just. Little things, <laughs> yeah. That fucking kicked in. Yeah, like, remember, you know? man. It's the little things that get you caught. Yeah, the beer, the roast beef, the service call, yeah. the creepy motherfucker, dude. But it was a different yeah. vehicle. And then when they get his other vehicle, whenever yeah. they explained it, they was like, he's probably got a couple of high mileage vehicles. The Nova had like a hundred thousand miles on it. You know? Shit, it had six fifty on. Was it? Didn't it? I, I think know. it was like six. But he was like, "That's a lot of miles." Well, when they find yeah. the other car abandoned, yeah, and they're like, "He didn't make a police report." Oh, but he did. Oh, okay, but yeah. he, he knew. He already knew he's possibly being followed, so he's yeah. doing all this shit. But that was a rollback on that one. They said it's got twenty thousand yeah. miles on. He's like, "It's got to be a rollback." But when that uh, yeah. when that FBI guy explains who the profile they're looking for, then it's like it's this dude. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's his profile. Yeah. And to be fair, though, like the the events that played out couldn't have happened at a perfect, more perfect time because he kills dude. Zell goes back, cleans the apartment out and all that shit. He said, you're going to go in. You're going to tell the chief that you need time off. Yeah. Oh, the, you're bringing the FBI in. I need some time off to spend with yeah. my family. I wasn't able of, to solve my case. I'm upset. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then the beret and everything like Mm -hmm. it, the, the situation that happened couldn't have played out any more perfectly in the favor of, of the detective because like now he's got a clear conscience. He's got time off to where he can actually reflect on and process it. Yeah. He's learned from his mistakes, but, but, but but he still had, it's almost the Pyrrhic victory because while he may have gotten all of that, no we get that last sh- when we get that last shot of him at the pool, he still looks fucked up from it. Well, even yeah. though well, he, he knows, like you still, there's no body to bring home to the family. Which yeah, and yeah, you know, he could tell like, about that. Which during the whole you know montage of 
you know, Denzel bagging up dudes' items, selling the car, doing the cleaner shit, you know, um, it makes you wonder, or at least it made me look at the opening shot, of one of the opening scenes in the film a little differently. Like, now you know that what those long-ass gazes Denzel gave towards Malik yeah. when he was, you know, he's talking to the press, he's getting questioned like, you know, you ain't got a, you know, you don't have a, you don't even have a fucking suspect. What the fuck's going on? All this stuff. It's like Denzel read the room and was like, this case is going to fuck him hard, dude. Yeah. And he, he just started lingering. Because, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's this weird level of guilt. Yeah. Well, see, and he's got to go back home and live with that. Yeah. But he's willing to bear that cross. Yeah. yeah. Remember the cross he kept driving by and looking up at? Yeah. When I saw it, when and, and they do it several times, you know, he's leaving town. He looks at the cross and he's like, "I'm, I can't leave this dude." Yeah. I mean, it's got some good imagery for sure, man. A lot of very good, like, and it's one of those films where, uh, kind of harkening back to Quiet Place Two last week. Uh, the camera's not going to sit on something for no reason. Yeah. yeah not sure. just to not just to fill the screen time or to imply oh we're in a bustling city it's like no we're staring at this you know what i mean like everything every ace has its place in films like these and i don't know it's just it was a good execution i thought i mean yeah i've enjoyed i I enjoyed this film a lot more than i do other films like it yeah well and this is the thing and i said this earlier too trav before you got on it's like the fact that the focus of the film was around this case and about catching this guy, but the outcome of everything had nothing to do with the outcome of the case. It had the outcome. Absolutely. It, it was about saving, you know, saving the detective, like trying to, trying to bring him back from the brink of like complete mental collapse. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, it's such a cool, it's a cool notion that they turned on its head. It's like, yeah, you know, there's a killer murders are happening. We're trying to find him and all this. At the end of the day, none of that shit even mattered. A yeah. friend of two people that really didn't like each other to begin with became friends. And in the process of it, Zell took the higher road yep. and saved him from becoming the same saved thing him. he was. Yeah. Saved him from the, from himself, the whole, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Cause you realize like, you know, that what, what he's saying is like, you know, like whenever he's in, when he's in the, when he's in his bedroom, and it's the whole, the ends, the beginning is the end. He starts going fucking smashing mm-hmm. pumpkins for a second. Yeah. And you hear him start to cry and he's like, it's never over. Like, you know, like it's not going to end with him and ain't going to end with Rami Malik. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, he's in the, he's in a position to work with the parameters that's been set for him and he can do something and he can affect some sort of change. And we get to see that play out. And it's really interesting. Uh, how movies like these get made where you see most of the angles of the film, you know, where everything's coming from, 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 for the most part, but they were able to elegantly twist it and make it, you know, like you were saying to go to your statement, it's not, it wasn't about that case at the end of the day, whether Leto lived or died didn't matter. It was Denzel saving Malik from complete obsession. Uh Yeah. Yeah, to the point of madness, because, like, you find out that, you know, more girl, ex-wife. Yeah. I well, think. it helped him by when he went home and ate breakfast with him. That's when he was like, oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Might have to help us like, do it out. Like, yeah, like this is going to fuck his, him and his whole family life up. He didn't even talk to his kids anymore. He goes to see yep. his wife. It's like, look at old fucking G stepping up with his shirt buttoned all the way up to the top. Yeah, <laughs> all the way. All the way to the lower jaw, you know? Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and rate it. I'm going to give it a full star, man. I really did enjoy it. I thought the cinematography was amazing. Yeah. Uh, the direction was great. The only thing, and I said this earlier too, Trev, but the only thing that I wish they would have done a little bit differently was introduce uh, Jared Leto's character earlier and had a, had a one to two more interactions with him fucking with him before it got to, you know, the climax. Yeah. That's the only thing. I agree with that. Like, but I know, why don't we get a couple of interviews? Well, you know? and that's the thing. I know that they wanted to like keep that. Like when his character was on screen, it was something very significant, and it was going to be something you know ridiculous, kind of like what they did yeah. in Seven. But the crimes, the crimes in this film were not as severe and as meaningful yeah. as the crimes in Seven were. So it made sense that you didn't want to like have that character be very present. Yeah. But the fact that like they leave you at the end of the film, not really knowing whether he is who he, you know, who he's portraying or who they well, think he is, this, that, and the other, then you could have had more interactions with him to, to g- almost give a false narrative with, if that yeah. makes sense, you know? Right. The way they leave you not knowing, it's like you're in the same boat as him. Yeah. You right. just don't know. He's like, yeah. well, either way he's gone. What? Yeah. He's like, well, it, yeah, it, it's the classic. Let the audience make the ending. Yeah. Yeah, I give what it a star. Um. So, with that being said, and that big criticism being there, I'm going to add a little bit to it as well. Uh, I agree with everything you said, Griff. Um, I think this kind of film suffers in the modern age because it's because these kind of stories so much murder like, porn. like well because of that it, it's that they're the experiencing to it like they're experiencing the western fatigue yeah yeah which i mean i guess that's debatable depending on you know what your interests are but for me those types of stories are kind of overplayed there. I'm, I'm, I'm almost at the point where I'm tired of, you know, okay, X happened with Y variable. So Z is the culprit and we're going to spend the next six hours telling you why, because it's going to take that long to do it. Yeah. Um, I think because of that and everything though, I give it a half, but that's not because the movie's bad. I think that also, uh, and what I guess what I was trying to get to is that the stuff we pointed out, where the fact that the, we were like, focus okay, on the police, yeah, well, like, like stories well, kind of about and, them. Well, that and also the 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 how do I word it right? Uh, damn it, it's leaving me, man. Um, Yeah, I mean, I give it a half star, man. So, it, it's not a bad film. It's it's not an awful film, but it's in an it, it's in an age where you know that uh, I'm back. I'm back. Back. Oh. Baby. 
wrong guy. Uh, <laughs> mental flips. Uh, anyhow, uh, the stuff that we pointed out, man, most people would 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 chalk that up under needs a second watch. Uh, this movie has that, but I don't want to insult any particular person's intelligence. But this is the kind of movie where some people need to watch it a second time to pick up on the shit that we were talking about. And then you've got us that that were able to, to a, to a degree, pick apart most of the foreshadowing and see where most of the things were going. Yeah. And because it, 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 it can't have a clear footing in that kind of way, because I feel like some people are going to, you know, they're, they're going to hardcore out off the bat be like, yeah, he, he didn't do it. It was an innocent man. But where we were like, no, no, yeah. no that's that's the misdirection, dude. Motherfucker yeah. did it. Yeah. But that doesn't matter because it's about this. And yeah. I don't know. There's just there's just too much mental gymnastics with explaining the movie or you know, stuff like that to where I don't know. It's a good movie, a solid half star film. Yeah. No, I get it, man. And it's like in a world where true detective exists. Yes. That yeah, you could put it better that way. Yeah, it's like this was great, and I would love to see those two. Not those that two characters. That would have been a great those, True Detective season. Yeah, with yes. those two actors. Oh yes. man, if this could have been a season of wow. True Detective, where it's the whole where they were able to embellish more and give more character development, that would yeah. turn this around a hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. And and, that, I, that, and dude, yes, Denzel Washington and True Detective. We need it now. Yeah. yeah. And that's why it's like, I give it a full star. I love the movie, but like in the world where you have writing of that caliber and you have, you have everything. Yes. And it's so fleshed out and it's so well done. It has to be a superstar crime drama to be able to like, you know what I mean? And this yeah, was yeah. to me was a, stu- a superstar crime drama. I just wish that they would have had that opportunity, you know, to where they could have fleshed everything out more, but it Dude. just wants me to see that guy from true detective take those three actors and put them in, you know, I mean, you know, I guess, I guess a good statement to make is that the reason I'm giving it a half star because of Griffin's better wording for sure is because the caliber of writing for these types of stories is so high now because of stuff like true detective that even with as many great performances that you can have within an hour and a half to two hours, you can only go so far with a feature length film. Yeah. And these performances warrant more scenes. Like I, I want more. Yeah. I, I do find myself wanting more, I guess in hindsight. Yeah. Well, and there was like, when you watch season one and season three, specifically of Mm -hmm. true detective, there was a sense of finality to it. Like it was over and it was over and you got every fucked up little detail in the process Yeah, and you make your own, you pull your own conclusions from that just the same way you do in this. But there was a sense of finality because of the character arcs. Right. You know, because, because, well, I mean, you could argue, well, I I don't want want to use, I don't want to argue, but you could, compare that the ending of this film was similar to the ending of true detective season three, where as you know, Rami is probably going to always in his mind be at that location, digging holes. 
just like the other, the, just like, you know, Marshal Ali's character, he's going to always be in the jungles of Nam, dude. Yeah. No matter what, uh, what, what happens in the present, you know? Yeah. There's a little, uh, piece of shinfo and I'm only bringing it up cause it's got a perfect world involved, but the writer director, John Lee Hancock originally wrote the screenplay in 1993 after completing oh. his work on Clint Eastwood's picture. A perfect world. Holy shit. This, this could have, if this would have came out in the nineties, yeah, like it would have been around the time seven came out or it'd have been, it'd have been a, a it'd have been decent competition for, it's seven. amazing how oh, long yeah. this script is set around and it makes you wonder yeah. what else they have sitting around. It would yeah. have been, it would have been, it would have been a nice alternative for people who thought maybe seven was too fucked up for them. Yeah. Oh Yeah. As good as as seven is, I could see a particular margin of people being like, man, the whole head in the box is too much, you know, for them. Like, I could see that. What would now be the Karens, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's crazy. I mean, if if he wrote it in 93, he probably wouldn't have started filming it until 95. It probably wouldn't have came out until 97. Yep. Well, seven seven came out in, what, 96? Yeah. Or it could have shelved. It could have sat on the shelf and, and came out at you know ninety eight, ninety nine, a little bit. You know, yeah, that would have been before the have. Myrtle Prom boom. And that's the thing yeah. with these detective shows. Now we've all seen enough murder porn mm-hmm. to fucking solve a goddamn crime, dude. Yeah, like, right. for real. Yeah, seen enough. Yeah. Seen so many, whenever you start watching one, you could almost figure it out. I'm like, oh, yeah, this guy did it for sure. I mean, yeah, he was at the yeah. party. His well, cell phone got left behind. You know. Well, it's to inoculate us into see something, say something. Yeah. Because that's been, that's been the beat since 2001, dude. Yeah. Sure has. Yeah. All right. Y'all want to hit on some movie news real quick? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. So I think. This first little tidbit we have here, Trav dropped in here. All right, this is some bad news. Just forewarned. Now, I heard that there's a chick starred in this movie. Uh, it's. I saw this trending on Twitter that there was they've yeah. cast a girl, and people were like bitching about it. It was a case of me being like, "Oh shit, new Predator film. Let's see what they've got to say." And it's. <sighs> The thing that has me interested in the film is that the director is taking beats from The Revenant. Yes. Now, when I think I'm going to film a movie like The Revenant, I'm thinking, all right, natural lighting, going to make the Predator look super fucking creepy. Yeah. Uh, Wide atmospheric shots of woods, wherever the hell this place is, you know, wherever this location is going to be. Pretty sure by the name, it's probably going to be in fucking Norway or Sweden. Yeah. Um. Or New Zealand, for all we know. Um, but I'm interested to see how this movie is going to look. But the plot just was like, went out the window with the whole, like, it's going to be about a warrior woman fighting the predator. And it's not because of the fact that it's female-led. It's the fact that it's female-led in 2021, where every franchise that has been fucking rebooted with a strong female lead has went to shit 
Right. All of them, man. All of them. Evil Dead. We. It wasn't. It wasn't fucking. Like it's not, and it's not so much as females getting lead roles. It's franchises that have an established aesthetic, and their idea changing up is that kind of shit. When it's not, when the public is not stupid to what these film companies are doing, yeah, and it's pushing, it's bringing politics into entertainment, which is fucking garbage. It doesn't fucking work. You know, it doesn't. Right. So in rant, sorry. <laughs> so Skull is a Predator movie um that directed by Dan Trachenberg's uh reboot, including uh the movie will be a prequel detailing the first time a predator visits Earth. Thanks to a recent chat between producers John Davis and John Fox and Collider, we now know that Skull is an origin story about the Predator's first journey to this planet and that it will have a similar tone to the 2015 Oscar winner, The Revenant. So here's here's what I'm going to say about it. I thought that what they did with Predators and how that film ended was fine. And I enjoy Predators a lot. Out of, out of from if we could if we could put the the BCAD marker in Predator shit, uh, everything everything from Alien versus Predator onward that, that that's dealt with the Predator franchise has been meh. Yeah, when they did Predators, that shit was awesome. Yeah, the Predator was. The Predator. Yeah. But this but, is the guy you know, that directed 10 Cloverfield Lane. Right. That's his first movie. And then he did yeah. the first episode of The Black Mirror, first episode of The Boys, The Lost Symbol, to another TV. And he's doing the pilots for all these. And then yeah. the Skull's next. It's going to really matter how they cultivate the lead that's going to make this movie be really good. Yeah. Because it's not going to be hard to have the Predator killing shit with really good lighting and cinematography. That's not fucking hard to do. But writing the whole concept of how this is going to be Predator, the first one to arrive to Earth, uh, how, how some time period's going to be. Like, they don't oh, it's going to be like, right? it's, I think I think it's going to be like fucking hunter-gatherer shit. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so, you know, I mean... I want it to do well. I just don't think it will. Yeah, I get that. And and it's, I think that... it's got too many familiar ingredients that well, we've been given for so long and told, man, you guys are going to love it. And then all we get is another bestest ever fucking story. And it's, it's, it's old. It's, it's more older. And, and I have more fatigue for that shit than I do the superhero movies. And as much as I love that shit, I'm this, I'm on the same boat with a lot of other people. I'm like scratching my head going, you guys got anything else? Yeah. So this is Disney's first crack at it, right? Yeah. They got the property. Yeah. Well, did, yeah. didn't, didn't we cover an article on a previous episode where isn't, isn't the Fox properties that they've acquired, are they going to keep it under Fox or are they going to, uh, kind of rebrand a different studio. Well, like I just I don't see us seeing the Disney D no. on this fucking film, you know? Well they own the name, so Yeah. They'll probably I mean I'm it. sure it'll be a byproduct, but it'll end up on like, like Hulu. Gonna... 
Well, like, yeah. are they going to have it as like, you know, is it going to be another film studio that they're going to kind of silently control and just like let it be all of these more PG-13 to rated R level films, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and that could definitely be a possibility. And I think that they'll probably go a route similar to that because it makes sense as opposed to just being an umbrella of Disney coverage on everything. And the idea of the film itself is, is interesting enough um, with the fact that it's being Disney's first outing with the film and being given the fact that like, okay, they're going to do a prequel story. Like, you know, we got the first predator. It came out like what? 88, something like that. 87. Um, You, you have all this time period to where this thing has been technically showing up and doing its shit. So I think the safe bet for them to try to like restart everything is to go back. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting that they're going back to the first time that it happens like that, that to me is very interesting, but I think at the same time, like it absolutely makes sense that they're going this route. And I think that Disney's smart enough to know that if this outing isn't good enough and doesn't garner enough revenue for them, yeah, they're not going to touch the property for several, several years. And I think the same thing's going to be true of the Alien franchise and a lot of other of the of the big Fox properties that they were able to acquire. So I think that they're hedging a lot of bets on this, and I don't think that Disney would have would have greenlit it and went with it because if it's just now fi- uh, finishing wrapping up on everything, then it wasn't something that was already in the works at Fox. No. Like it was, it was, but it wasn't being filmed. So. Another With nice touch, being, man, is the the guy that's directing it. A lot of yeah. times you'll see that this movie's getting made, and it's like, oh, shit, they're making this or that, you know, a remake or something. And you go to the director's IMDb, and you're like, ooh, bunch of yeah. B-movies here. Like, that guy's yeah. been real careful about what he's put out. Yeah. So that's nice. So, yeah. So I'm I'm hesitant, but in in a very similar way that you are as well, Trav. But I'm also a little bit more optimistic to a degree, I guess, because Disney's name's attached to it. And I hate feeling that way. Like, okay, yeah. so Disney's attached to it and they're going to be the ones that <laughs> somewhat control it. But at the same time, it's like they've had a pretty good track record so far. Yeah. What if they made the it last, a series like, instead of a, I mean, wouldn't that be great? Well, they could do a Predator yeah. anthology series where it's a, it's a 45 to an hour minute episode. You cover the different times the different time periods yeah it's been there and you know that'd be nice yeah and something like that could definitely spin off of this so i'm interested to see how it plays out uh definitely well i'm not gonna say definitely probably won't go to the theaters and watch it but definitely do it on the pod i think that list there's other articles where people are like it's already doomed to go straight to streaming like that's the world we live in now you announce a movie and the internet's yeah. like, better not put it in the theater because we're not going to go watch it. And they're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, I, and speaking of that, I, I feel like that uh, the little things kind of suffered from that a little bit as yeah. well because it did. It was the first film that co-released on streaming yep. and in theaters at the same time. And I feel like HBO and the studio wouldn't have done that if they didn't think that a story like that could have pulled enough numbers. And in today's time, we really don't know because do we have anything to compare that to that's came out recently other than stuff that's streaming? It was only $30 million budget. Yeah. That was actually pretty good. Like, yeah, it's cheap for and a it, movie. And Zell probably cost 15 of <laughs> yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, shit. 
Leto's like, I'll do it for Ron free. Did it for get... free. Yeah. They're like, yeah. He's like, I want to walk this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, next up, I saw this on, I think it was Facebook the other day, but I thought it was very interesting. So they're doing a Magic the Gathering series on Netflix, mm-hmm. and they've kind of come out with some details on it. So in 2019 of June, um, Avengers Infinity War and in-game directors Joe and Anthony Russo announced that they will be executive producing a new animated adaptation based on the fantasy-themed mythology of Wizards of the Coast popular card game Magic the Gathering for Netflix. According to the Russos, adapting Magic the Gathering is a true passion project because they are lifelong fans of the card game, so we know that it's a show made by the fans for the fans. Uh, promotional artwork for the upcoming project was released along with the announcement, and it features one of the Gate Watchers, Gate Watches Plane Walkers, Chandra. Uh, this is actually the art for the card, Exquisite Firecraft. Mm-hmm. Um, so here it says that uh, no exact official release date has been announced yet, but back in December 2019, we reported about a placeholder that reveals that it's uh, set to release in 2021. Uh, that was shown when the user typed Magic the Gathering into the streaming services search bar, but it looks like Netflix removed it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Octopio, o- Octopi CEO Isaac Krauss said that the tone of the Magic the Gathering show's story is dark and that the writers have developed a character-based story for the series. There are currently no other specifics regarding the characters and setting, but based on the placeholder shown above, it will be centered around the magic-wielding planeswalkers who are among the most powerful heroes and villains of the Lord's multiverse. And then it goes into interviews and things like that. I saw some set footage where they were filming on the set of this. Yeah. And uh, they put, they're putting some money into it, boys. I mean, it looked like Lord well, of the Rings beats Game of Thrones. Well, you know, it was... Well, it says down here on the article, it says for the as for the animation, Bardell Entertainment, who produced uh, The Simpsons and Rick and, Rick and Morty, and Hasbro's AllSpark, who did Transformers Prime and G.I. Joe Renegades, will be working with supervising direct, director Yoriaki Machizuki, oh. and he did uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, I mean, there's good people behind this. Yeah. Uh, there, there's, there, it, it's kind of... Uh, I mean, with the Russo brothers taking the executive producer slot instead of like full blown involved level, I mean they're gonna they're gonna you know more or less be the foggy of this little franchise, right? Um, I mean, even with them attached, uh, the whole concept of the Gatewatch, which is basically Magic's version of the Avengers, they're like different planeswalkers that are all like we're gonna stop the big bad together, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um, it's, it's good to hear that they're, they are going to keep it dark because yeah. the reason why the planeswalkers can jump from different planes of existence, why they can be a planeswalker is you have to have something in you called your spark ignite. And in order for that to happen, you more or less have to achieve a level of trauma yeah. for your spark to, to, to fire up. Yeah. And then you, then that happens. And so, you know, it's, I don't know, I, th- I, I want it to be good. I, I want to be very over the moon excited for it. But this is something that, that I'm, I, I would seriously, because I, I, I love to play the game myself. So I'm, I'm very 
looking forward to how this is going to play out. Yeah. Right. Um, I think it's cool that they said here, because I was reading an article while you were, you were rolling from the top, man. And, um, one of the interviews, the guy says, what we plan to do, the story and the characters are going to be, are going to be true to the spin of the story and the characters that are pre-existing. We're going to be true to that in the world and also true to the core values of those worlds and characters. Or, you know, they're going to try to carve out their own continuity. Um, I'm trying to find the actual thing I'm trying to quote here. Oh, yeah. He goes, they were explaining that it's a character-driven franchise space, saying that this is not going to be Yu-Gi-Oh! or Pokemon, where you're literalizing gameplay aspects. We've developed this library of wonderful characters and wonderful places and impactful events, and we're going to be bringing that to life in a new way. And... You know, I just, I think they should play it simple and just have a classic villain waltz to take over the multiverse. That's our Nico Bolas character. He's the the bad guy, the big bad. He's this big-ass fucking dragon that just, you know, he's really powerful. Uh, he wants to take over the multiverse, and all these different planeswalkers from different planes of existence band together and stop him. I think let that be season one. Or let that be what they're alluding to as the overall to. story. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, do good character-driven stuff where maybe, you know, the first half of the season are these characters and us witnessing what causes their spark to ignite. Yeah. Uh, I would really like to see that. That would be really cool. And do some sort of thing called the... It's it's a, it's a an event that happens in Magic Lore called the Mending. And it's where... It's kind of like without being too much of uh similar to loki they find a way to where the different planes like the mending is where certain planes come together some are ripped apart you know it's a big it's its own little event thing in the lore and they could they could dive into that to help explain why this story is a little different from say the card story that people are familiar with like maybe this is the aftermath of another mending that has occurred and, you know, kind of do some sort of cyclical thing where, you know, there'll be a mending and an unmending. There'll always be a death and birth and, you know, that kind of shit. And, yeah. you know, have these heroes be, let their power be the incarnate of everything that just cycles back with it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Just do some cool fantasy shit. Yeah. Well, and with the Russo brothers attached to it, I think that that's going to be, um, that that's going to help it even more. And I think with it going to Netflix it gives it more of an opportunity to actually grow and become something more because they could by all means take some of the things that go on within magic, branch it off into other things. They could even, you know, if the popularity is there, um, do something live action with it as well. That would be Uh, fantastic for sure, man. Yeah. And it would be very interesting because, you know, if they started out with, let's say, you know, the animated series and it's going to be this and it's going to build up to this, that, and the other, whatever. And then that be what it is. Um, if there's enough, if there's enough attention on it, then they could use the, they could use the animated series to be what kicks it off, but also what tied you over between the, um, live action things. Kind of like what Marvel's doing. Oh, I would do this is the one property, Griffin, that I would say absolutely apply the Marvel formula. Right. There's and so it, and it, it wouldn't be detrimental to it. Yeah. And There's... I think with and I think with Netflix too, like 
they're able to take stuff that you would think couldn't be done and make it good. There are a few. Uh, and one of the things that I've been rewatching lately that I've, I've been like, man, this is surprisingly really fucking awesome is uh, Castlevania. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I finally started picking back up on it. Didn't realize there was four seasons of this shit now. And I started season two and I'm I'm having a silly goose time with it. Yeah. Yeah. They've been able to do some great stuff because I, I watched season one and two. I haven't watched three and four yet. But like and. You know, when they were talking about like doing Zelda on uh, Disney or on Netflix and things like that, like the way that they've been able to handle Castlevania itself, the art style, the direction that it's going and everything is just incredible. So I think that it's a no brainer that uh, Netflix get hold of um, a property as big as Magic because it is huge and it's been around and it's just spawned lore for years. Yeah, there's so much so, material there. Yeah, well, it's, so. it's it's the it's the next step in the '90s pop culture that needs to be yeah. brought to hasn't been to the television yet. screen. Like yeah. we've got the like the comic nostalgia is like we got that covered now. Uh, now it's like let's 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 see what we can do with these card games because yeah. that was one thing. Whenever I got into to Magic uh, a few years ago, uh, what really pulled me in outside of playing the game was how much lore there was for it if you went looking for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how, you know, just the whole thing just completely, you know, sucked me in, dude. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we have that to look forward to. So that's going to be great, especially if it comes out this year. Um. So James Gunn would like to make an R-rated Barbarian Drax movie. It says uh, Gunn is currently promoting the release of Suicide Squad his new DC movie, which hits theaters later this week. During a recent interview, he was asked about the prospect of Marvel eventually doing R-rated movies. Gunn, in response, said the following, I think they will. I think they will. I'm almost sure they will. Not Guardians, though, because Guardians are family movies, so it's different. People are like, finally, they let you do R-rating. What would Guardians be like if it was R-rated? I'm like, but it's not. Uh, while Guardians of the Galaxy movies as a whole may not be suited uh, for that path, James Gunn does feel that Drax, on his own, could be a good fit. Speaking further, Gunn ex- explained he would love to do Barbarian Drax as an R-rated movie, though it does not, though it does seem more hypothetical than anything that's actually on the table right now. I could go off and make a Drax movie that's R-rated that I would love to do, like Barbarian Drax but the guardians movies are fables and I don't think of them like that. I don't write them like that. It's a different type of movie and you can have some gore and some scary darkness in there, but things like that, which is good stuff, but it's not that, but it's not the rock and roll of suicide squad. So, I mean, obviously with Disney acquiring Fox and acquiring the rights to Deadpool, Mm -hmm. they're eventually going to have to go R eight Rady are rated in some capacity at some point even if they decide to do a pg yeah yeah even if they decide to do a pg-13 theatrical release of deadpool and then release an r-rated version of it later on or or whatever they decide to do it's it's going to be something that'll be there right and And they can make money because they did that didn't fox do that with deadpool yeah they did you yeah. let movie you can let your kids watch and then here's the R rated. Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I think that, yeah, it did. Right. And, um, you know, it would be very interesting since guns back in the good graces of, uh, of Disney, if they would give him the opportunity to make an R rated Marvel movie. And I think that there are several characters that lend themselves more to R rating like Deadpool. And I think that even like ghost rider and, and certain characters like that lends itself more to R ratings than, than, you know, our mainstream heroes. So I think it's a cool idea that he has. I think that Drax was just something that yeah. come off the cuff in the yeah. moment. Um, but I think that he could write something really good and really special because like a lot of his content outside of, of comic book related films has been really good. It's mm-hmm. been dark and it's, but it's been really good. So I'm, I'm perfectly fine with that. Maybe he'll get the opportunity to do something like that. I don't see why not. All right, so Kit Harrington, right? Mm-hmm. Our boy Kit. You know nothing, Jon um, Snow. Yeah. So he says here that the Eternals is doing something really different in the MCU. Um, it says here that um, since Black Widow kicked off the MCU's Phase 4, it seems like the Marvel bandwagon has been constantly churning out teasers for more and more of their upcoming movies, many of which would have already been in cinemas if it wasn't for the COVID pandemic. Among the biggest and most anticipated is Eternals, uh, which its ensemble cast, mystery plot, and epic scale, and Kit Harrington has been sharing in the usual tight-lit Marvel way some information about the movie and his Black Knight character. He particularly touched on the previously mentioned narrative that the movie will be doing something that it has never been seen before in the MCU. Ooh. Uh, it says, I'm a big fan of the MCU, so when they came knocking, it's very exciting, Kit Harrington said. The character, I won't go into why he interests me, because it's more than my life is worth to tell you. But what did interest me about that piece was that it it, it has Chloe Zhao, Zhao directing. Oh. Yeah. I met her and spoke with her and was so impressed by her. The cast was sort of phenomenal and wide ranging and diverse. It just looked like they were doing something really different in this with this movie. I can't tell you much about it, but we filmed it pre pandemic and it's finally coming out. Um, it was sort of frustrating that it, got put, that it got pushed back so much, but now I'll be going on and doing some press for that very soon. And it's really exciting. Uh, it says the cast of Eternals is the largest in any Marvel origin movie, as unlike many similar stories, this one doesn't introduce just one central character like, say, Iron Man or Captain America. Even the Guardians of the Galaxy group doesn't come close to Eternals with its roster. So I think that what he's talking about here specifically is how diverse the cast and the characters yeah. actually are. But I think he's also dropping some subtle hints in there mm-hmm. as well, because, I mean... Because, yeah, I mean, we saw all that from the trailer yeah. and the cast that was announced and everything like that. And that's great. You know, I'm glad that, you know, they're they're moving in that direction with it. But also, he's like, I can't really talk about it. Yeah, but they're doing, different. They're doing, yeah, they're doing something different. Like, FYI, you know. Possibly bringing in some new new. Yeah, yeah. From another uh, property. Like <laughs> yeah. Or, you know, maybe uh, since we're since we're seeing a film that takes place at this point, this is going to be the earliest movie in the Marvel universe. Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, 
you got to remember from the Loki film, or not Loki film, if it's if it it's felt like a film, but from the Loki show at the very end when Kang is talking, going on he says time. he's been he he says he's been from the beginning of time to the to the the furthest he could see. Yeah. So it would be interesting if we catch something in the eye of like Kang shows up with the Eternals at some point. So he and like when he's just in traveler mode. Yeah. And they're more or less like we like you shouldn't be here, motherfucker. Like yeah. Well, I mean, what what a what more of a grand introduction with that? Like you you get him in you get a version of him in yeah in Loki. Um, he's going to be an Ant Man, and then if he's set to have a surprise role in the Eternals, like you're you're setting up for such a grand scale villain. Yeah, like it's, it's a no brainer, and all it has to be is goddamn Jonathan Majors with some different piece of clothing slapped yeah. on showing up somewhere, and it's just it, it, it's so easy to film those little build up scenes now because you yeah. don't have to worry about how the fuck Thanos is going to look. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I mean, like you could you just have an iteration of them, and then when we're getting to the neck to the to the movie where he's the goddamn problem, have, yeah. That version be the motherfucker show up yeah. at the, the the setup film. They're like, oh, yeah. this is like all the ones we've been saying. This motherfucker then killed them all. Yeah, I think that that's genius, and and that might be what he's alluding to. Like, instead of it being like a little snippet here and there of Thanos that we got in the you know the first arc of the MCU, what if we just have many many different versions because we're able to do that? Many many different versions of him many different iterations of this character and just roll yeah. with it. And like, you see the good, the bad and the ugly. Mm-hmm. And like, that would be some amazing storytelling because you talk about, you know, how star Wars flirted that line of like good and bad and the gray in between. It's like, well, how much more gray can you get where you have a good version of a character, a bad version of a character. And like, you see all these different versions of it that, and that the, kind of expands everything. The out. only way to know who's who is by the way they look. Yeah. Well, right. it, would, yeah well, it would be crazy. Uh, because I feel like they kind of gave us a glimpse at what might happen to Kang already. Like when everything's all said and done, because remember dude says no matter what happens, he's going to end up right back in that room. Yeah. So yeah. it would be crazy if we get the evil Kang or whatever, and and instead of instead of killing him like they had to kill Thanos, uh, Kang's not trying to wipe anyone out. He's killing off variants. Yes, he is murdering people, but he's he's trying to just he's more or less just wanting to, to keep a certain chain of events going that ensures his survival. Yeah. Yeah. And since like the, the timelines have been split off like they are like, yeah, it's inevitable that he ends up there. But what if like this time, how he ends up in this position is completely different than the ways it's been before. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's not that version of him. It's the evil one that gets put back in that room. And it's like, you want to rule something rule from here. And yeah. like, you know, and it's like, I, I just, I don't, I don't know. They could go so many different ways with it because it's going to have to be obviously different from the comic books. Yeah. Uh, Cause they're going to have to, they're bringing Kane front and center and he hasn't been front and center in a hot minute. Yeah. 
So it's going to be interesting how they they give him a fresh story and you know oh, yeah. honor honor stuff that's happened, which they more or less I would say kind of did yeah, at the end yeah. of Loki. They kind of got all that out of the way, so they, I guess they could do the new stuff. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. We've already had that conversation, and that was something yeah. you know they they added in later. That wasn't going to be yeah. in there at first, but they were like, "No, nah, let's go ahead and put that in there." When yeah. They, yeah, when when they even when they went so far as to be like, "Who is he?" and he starts saying that he was a scientist, I'm like, "Oh shit, they're they're staying relatively yeah. accurate." He's you know, a proper pull yeah. from fucking yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I yeah, and I mean, you know, I I certainly can't pretend like I'm some massive Kang the Conqueror fan, but you know, I I like that it's it's a he's. He's worse than Thanos in different ways. Yeah. And well, that was something that's he, worse it, is there's more than one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You get a couple yeah. of them that are bad. Oh. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to divulge into all that I read because I think a lot of it's bullshit. Uh, I was doing my daily surf uh you know for movie shit too and i came across uh what appeared to be some summer summaries of events that are going to happen in doctor strange 2 um i'll tell you boys most of it was pretty garbage so that's why i'm going to believe that it's bullshit but the, the the what i'm assuming is the cold opening of the film is going to show it. I'm not going to disclose what character because if I do call it, I'm sorry. <laughs> but the opening character is going to be coming into the Prime Universe to Earth 616 mm-hmm. uh, through a portal that has that character being chased by what's going to be, I guess, live action renditions of the Marvel zombies. Well, I mean, the Marvel I, and- it's already been uh, sprinkled show. out with the what if stuff, so it makes and, sense. And with and if if it's going to be a full blown horror film for the MCU, they're a very good choice to have as like. And I don't know if, but but the thing is, is that the only time in the summaries I read, that was the only time they appear. So yeah. that's why I'm thinking it's. I probably read a big, steaming pile of fan fiction. Right. But the, that would the, be kind of cool, though. But the silver lining to the stuff was that it was shitty enough to still be decisions I could see Marvel making. Yeah, and that's what had me feared with it. Um, right. But yeah, I, I did. I did read a little bit of it. Uh, certain characters are not in it as much as I thought. Certain characters I thought would never leave certain shows are there for some reason. Right. Um, so it's, yeah, uh, it's, it, it was just a thing. Something I thought I would bring up about the zombie scene. Cause I was like, that's a cool way to start a Marvel movie and different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, real you different know, compared to somebody. You know, all the other ones yeah. Yeah. I just thought, yeah. thought that was a, a cool little tidbit worth dropping. Right. Yeah. Well, next over, I'm going to go to this one first. So the black widow director thinks red guardian deserves his own movie. I've heard a lot of people um, say this. Yeah. And this is what he had to say about it. Sometimes, not sometimes. Often I would be crying with laughter. And there was so much good stuff that didn't end up in the film. 
but I think that's why Red Guardian needs his own movie because it will be so funny. And we like that's the main thing I want to touch on. But here's what I think, though. I'm going to throw this out real quick. I think that the Red Guardian would be a perfect character to do a series with. Yes. uh, Because you could have it take place in the past. I was thinking 50 50. Show the past, and then you cut straight to the future. Yeah. Like, have him reminiscing. Yeah. That'd be great. Uh, Because, you know, a lot of the, uh, a lot of fan theories online is like, well, he, he said that he fought Captain America and they're like, well, Captain America was frozen. Yeah. Yeah. But like some people are like, well, what if that wasn't well, if it was a actually, time traveler. or what oh, if man. it was a different version of Captain That's America? What I'm saying. It would, well, it would be really cool if they did it like to go with what you're saying, Adam, the 50, 50, have it where the episode is him reminiscing about some, like, you know how, like when we, when we meet him, he's boasting about fighting yeah. cap in the prison and everything. Well, have that be kind of the, He's the talking template and then for the cuts. episodes, and then you see that a completely set of events. Um, uh, uh, like you, like he embellishes well, his well, story. Well, by doing it that way, you can have it like you can bump up the ridiculousness. Yeah, you know, because he's telling the story that we're watching. Yeah. So of course it's going. He's going to be badass. And 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 where all the comedy and the coolness and badassness can happen, you could also have moments that have a lot of heart come in too yeah. you know like yeah he embellishes something but it's really because he did something even greater you yeah. know yeah and they could they could actually go in and show like you know the task mask task master like what if this isn't the first version of that character mm-hmm. you know what if this is like a, a different version of the character that we see in the black widow film and you know, you th- they could actually build a lot of stuff off of the yeah. you know uh, Eastern European well, side of the world. Well, I thought I thought this was a cool idea that I had um, when like as I was kind of processing Black Widow. Um, you know how they more or less reduced Taskmaster to a computer program. Yeah. Well, have it to well, where upload that the anywhere. program was based off of the the actual the, mindset uh, of the original yeah. taskmaster who had that ability. And they were like, he's just like a fucking computer and have, have it linked in with like high, like have it to where it's still a unique take on taskmaster, but have yeah. it to where the modern day version yeah. is just this program that was built off a motherfucker from well, the forties and fifties. That was a badass. Of you course know? you'd want to replicate that. Cause then you could put yeah. it in as soon as the one they have now, when she's dead, make another one. You know, yeah, exactly. Upload it. Yeah, you could have a whole team of them. Yeah, so that makes sense run, to like want to do and that. And it could run because I'm I'm purely speaking with like a, like I guess original ideas for it because it would run in parallel with around the time Zola is figuring out how to upload his consciousness into the Hydra computer. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. I mean, it would. I think it would work out very well if they did that. And I think David Harbor, he's coming over. He's a fucking Netflix star already. Yeah. So it would be something that is very familiar to him already. You would get that, and it could also leave him open up enough to where, if they needed to bring him in in the future, he's there. Yeah. And I think that he would become a fan favorite. That would yeah, be like, dude. oh shit, you know. Well, he like, could play. He could play a good like. He could take place of Fat Thor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
like be the one that's like, yeah, let's go do some badass shit and kick some ass yeah. that way. Could you imagine him and Thor few... hanging out? Well, I think oh, you know, be well, because you know they're obviously. I mean, I don't know how Takawa Titi is going to handle Thor in the next movie, but if they tone him back down to being, he's still ridiculous and from Asgard, but he's not mentally warped from the events of Infinity War and Endgame as much anymore. He's had some court, some sort of, um you know, mental, you know, healing from it. Yeah. And, you know, let that, that comedy beat, let it be with Red Guardian. Cause the entire time throughout Black Widow, he, he was kind of played a, like, like, like he, he could have fit in a Takawa TV movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And he would be a good, like, he would be that good comedic relief of like, whenever they do another team up and Red Guardians, that he's the one that's given the fucking wise cracks. Yeah. You know, in the middle of like, you know, life or death. Yeah. Cause he's been there before. Yeah. That's, that's a great idea. I think that that's, that's the route they should take with that characters and Taskmaster and all that kind of stuff. Because like it, it writes itself to a degree and it's kind of, yeah, man. it would kind of be like a disservice to not use some of that yeah. because there were some great things that came from Black Widow, you know? Um, but speaking of Takawa Titi, he said that, uh, he says that Thor Love and Thunder, um, it shouldn't make any sense. It's the craziest movie he's ever made. What article he are you joked, on here? The bottom one. Okay. Uh, and he jokes that it could end his career. What? And this is, yeah, this is what he, Let me hear this the is quote. what he said about it. Yeah. The quotes uh, is what made me post it, gentlemen. Uh, I was like, yeah, the guy's got to read that. He said, well, just between me and you and the readers, I've done some crazy shit in my life. I've lived like 10 lifetimes, but it's the craziest film I've ever done. If you wrote down all the elements of this film, it shouldn't make sense. It's almost like it shouldn't be made. Hmm. If you walked into a room and said, I want this and this and this, who's in it? These people. Why are you? <laughs> what are you going to call it? Love and thunder. I mean, you'd never work again. Maybe I won't after this. <laughs> He said, it's very different from Ragnarok. It's crazier. I'll tell you what's different. There'll be far more emotion in this film and a lot more love and a mm. lot more thunder <laughs> and a lot more Thor. If you've seen the photos. So this dude is a fucking national treasure. Yes, um, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see what, what he ends up doing with Thor, Thor love and thunder, because when we first talked about it, it's like, Oh, it's going to be female Thor and all this kind of stuff. It's like, I don't know. We'll see, kind of see. But him coming back, I'm like, fucking take my money. Yeah, dude. You know, he's not going to let us down. No, not at, not all. at he, all. He, he loves that. He loves the franchise enough to, to, to do something crazy. And I think that like with them breaking off and actually showing the multiverse and everything, I think that like it's going to allow for a lot more of these crazier stories to actually happen. And, you know, because it's one of those things that's always going to be in the back of everybody's mind that watch Loki. They're like, is this the timeline? What version of the timeline uh, is this? Like, well, uh, a couple of I'm, I was listening to what you were saying and, and I, I went like two paragraphs below and it says, uh, Natalie Portman has, she spilled the beans, boys. Oh, you should spill your uh, beans. The actress previously commented on her character, confirming that her version of Thor will share the screen. With Chris Hemsworth. There's still mm-hmm. the other Thor, the, the original Thor. Portman has even since revealed that she will wield 
uh, Molnir in the movie and the actress proclaiming proudly, I do, I do, in response to being asked. And so I'm saying oh, she that gonna be probably she's going to be a Is she going to catch that fucking thunder? Yeah, she's, she's, gonna, gonna she, she's I feel like she's going to be a variant that came from a universe where she got cancer and all this stuff. She still beat she bested Thor and became him. That cuz I still want to see a proper I want to see Lady Thor's origin done properly because like like I said it's of of that weird era where they were doing the female versions of the Marvel heroes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh Lady Thor's was the best, man. It was actually really good. Uh, the the passing of the torch wasn't a passing. Like she had to beat that fucking hammer and pry it out of his goddamn hands. And yeah. it was a really good. It was a good read. So yeah. I'm I'm actually excited for how this could pan out. But I'm thinking they they're gonna do that story, but have her be a variant that crosses over into. I just I I feel like everything's a. It's gonna you know. Multiverse of madness, y'all. You yeah. know, shit like that. Yeah, that's definitely going to be how that shit plays out. I've, I feel like it is anyway. And it makes sense. And I think that it's a fantastic idea. And I'm glad that he's doing it and that he's going to make it the way that he wants to make it. Well, because, I mean. He's awesome. He's filmmaker. the right person. Yeah, um, he's the he's right person. He's proved time and time again. Story. Yeah, yeah. And not any kind of movie. Comic book serious yeah. comedy like just and then he, what he's really good at putting it all together see i didn't yeah. know that the guardians were going to be in thor yeah yeah i didn't know that and i just thor. found that out because uh there's an article here where star lord and he's talking about his rivalry with thor and it continues in love and thunder yeah. and i was like whoa they're gonna be in that that's gonna be awesome yeah. It would be cool. I mean, it would be cool if we get like a a pickup where Endgame leaves off, where Thor took off with of the Guardians. Yeah, and, and I and that's the one they got. And then they have Guardians three coming out. So I'm guessing well, we I don't start think seeing going to be. Well, like if they're if they're in deep space and we start okay. seeing multiverse shit happening, so and seeing how that 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 translates into the larger cosmic storyline, you know. So they don't have. Um... Chris Hemsworth in the cast for Thor, uh, Guardians Three, so they're going to take him home, or whatever. You know what I mean? He's he's going to be part ways. Yeah. See, the reason yeah. that you remember they were like, "Oh, he's going to be in the next Guardians movie." It's like, nope, they're going to be in the next Thor movie. Ooh, yeah. curveball. Which it, it it makes sense because they had to postpone starting the filming for Guardians for so long. Yeah. They probably just chalked that up and threw it. Someone had a better idea. Movie. Yeah. What if we did this? What if fucking Peter Quill's like hitting on his chick, dude? Oh uh, shit, that'd be kind of crazy. Yeah, get oh, into man. it. If they if they met Lady Thor like uh, Quill for some reason, yeah, that would be amazing. He's like, you want to hear my mixtape? So much, <laughs> so much, so much potential for like the real comedic aspect of like you know the dude likes one chick. Because that's what's weird about this movie is it's... Like, he's a fucking playboy. Well, what reminds me with, like... Because the whole thing about Jane and Thor is that they're they're a couple. Yeah. Jor. And... (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it it would be interesting. And I know this is, is, like... So, if they took some aspects from, like, DC, when... You have 
you have like runs of Superman where Superman bestows his power to Lois for a short time. And also yeah. Superman, that's one of the big lovey-dovey moments of Clark Kent in that run is because he gives Lois some of his powers and they're able to to be together as like super beings for a while. A super couple. And let, we'll let her experience life through his eyes mm-hmm. before he yeah. dies. And I w- it would be interesting if something like that happens in this movie. Yeah. It could possibly happen, man. Because the whole thing is it. that Jane Jane Foster is a cancer patient. That's that's the big the big tragic aspect of her character. Yeah, yeah. So speaking of Takawatiti, he is writing the script for the remake, live action remake of Flash Gordon. So, oh, so they got to use the original t- soundtrack. Go ahead. The, uh, they, yeah, and they gotta like sense it up. So, speaking to Collider in an interview to coincide with this weekend's release of Jungle Cruise, Davis shared Taka is writing it. It was a movie that he was a huge influence. That was a huge influence on him growing up. It is one of his favorite movies. He initially said to me, "Let's do it animated." I said, "Okay." Then we got into it and started developing it, and he said, "No, let's do it live action." I said, "Even better." Attempts to bring Gordon back to life has been ongoing since the character being referenced in Ted in 2012. And despite Waititi having his hands full at the moment with a number of upcoming projects lined up, include a turn directing a new Star Wars movie, uh, Davis is adamant that the Flash Gordon project is something the director is really passionate about doing. Um, He has the most fantastically interesting vision for the movie. And you can only know it is uh, Taka. It is what he does. It is the way he looks at the world. He is the greatest guy in the world. He is the funniest guy in the world. And he thinks on a different plane. And this movie embraces everything that's special about Taka and his vision. It harkens in a very interesting way to the original conception from the comics he shared. Uh, Davis also added that the pair have been discussing the project since Thor Ragnarok was released, which makes a lot of sense considering how that movie was marketed and stylized in pretty much the same way as the sci-fi movies of the 1980s. But it was a 2016 movie called Hunt for the Wilder mm-hmm. People that caught Davis's attention. And that's something that we need to, we need to it's, check It's pretty out. good. I've seen it. Yeah. It's right. good. Uh, and I even think it was a remake of another movie. Uh, he kind of right. put his own spin on it. Right. Um. I mean, I'm dude. He's like. It seems like he's like Hollywood's it guy. Like any yeah, movie he it, wants to come in and get made, gets made, and it kills. Yeah. Well, and I think that like he's kind of like that. He he's the right person at the right time as far as like his vision. Yeah. Uh, the his comedy the way that cues. He, his, yeah. The way it, he makes a movie. Yeah. It all wraps up perfectly in a nice little bow, and it just it does all the right things at the right time. And, um, I mean, look, man, they need to bring flash Gordon back. And so, I, I'm all right with that. Him doing it. That's yeah, for sure. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see how that turns out. Well, I hope, you know, that he gets it made. Oh, it'll happen, dude. It'll have to, it'll right? happen. I what mean, if it turns into a series though? Well, too, I, mean, that, I mean, that'd be great, dude. While we're sucking his dick, yeah. So he's got a little documentary coming out called The Next Goal Wins. You know, they play football 
soccer. Yeah. Um, in the reservation dogs, we saw that. He had that in the works. He's one of the creators. Uh, Love and Thunder, that's coming out. You know, I'm doing these in order. Yeah. I had no idea he was making a Star Wars movie. Uh, yeah. So I've, I've, we talked about it. So that's on the list. He's doing a Star Wars movie, but in 2025. Yeah. Um, and he's doing Werewolves. Which so is a spinoff of, of the wolves from the documentary, the not the show, yeah. the mockumentary. Yeah. Like, so, and this will be set place in New Zealand. Right. That's great. He's doing episode one of Time Bandits. They're yeah. doing a, I thought that they were doing a film, but they're doing a series. No, he's huh? doing episode one. So he's going to kick off Time Bandits. I don't, you know, I don't know if he's sticking around, but he's going to get it going. I mean, that's genius. And he's got Flash Gordon on his. IMDb, yeah. so that's happening. Yeah, like it's on there. It's it's been made public. Yeah. Um, this guy just you can't go wrong with him. Well, he's very Terry Gillum. Very. So like, time bandits makes the, sense. Like yeah, yes. A, a lot of a lot of the stuff that he does, he has a weird, well, a weird way that he looks and approaches. It's things almost it like he was sense. a member of Monty Python. Yeah, or some for sure. kind, and he was. He had a comedy group at one time. They all did some stuff together. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Like that he's I mean, our Terry Gillum. Yeah, for sure. Fly and the Concours, any, dude. Yeah. That's where it blew up. Yeah, for sure, right? I'm excited about that. Yeah. I definitely agree with all the Terry Gillum comment. So last on the docket here, I just wanted to throw this out here to see what y'all's opinions of it was. But Tarantino would consider a First Blood remake with Adam Driver as Rambo. This is what he had to say about it. Um, He said, if I just wanted to make a good movie that I knew would be good, I would take David Morrell's novel for for First Blood and do the novel. Not the movie that was made out of First Blood. I would do the novel. And Kurt Russell would play the sheriff and Adam Driver would play Rambo. Every time I read it, the dialogue is so fantastic in the David Morrell novel that you're that you're reading it out loud. It would be so good. But now I want to do more than that. But but if it was just about to make a good movie, that's out there. I mean, that's a do your thing, internet. Very, you know? Yeah, that's a very interesting like cast. It makes it. sense. Yeah, and I don't but, know anything about, about the novel. Have y'all read that? I, I, was, I was I was about to comment. I was gonna say I think it's funny how someone asked him about the Ram, like Rambo, and he was like, "Let me tell you about fucking around with Rambo, dude." You they probably Rambo? wouldn't even talk about Rambo, were they? Like this yeah, shit probably, probably just came not. out of nowhere. He's like that, yeah. dude. Yeah, and I picture that. He's like, "Let me tell you about making fucking movies, okay?" One of fucking Adam Driver and Kurt Russell, and we do the novel, yeah. not the movie, the novel. It's like, okay. Yeah. Well, he just reread it. Quentin's in the Coke again. <laughs> yeah, get him out of the Coke, dude. I didn't even know that was a novel. But from what he's saying, completely different story. Yeah, yeah. Different. Oh, it also says in this article that he thought about redoing, that he, that he thought about a, a remake for Westworld. Oh, like the movie, yeah. And an, ad, and an adaptation of DC's Sergeant Rock. Okay. Which is hilarious because Sergeant Rock is is who's used to narrate the story of Dark Knight's death metal. Mm-hmm. Like at the beginning, 
Like you'll hear like, like he's in that thing talking to you like a fucking sergeant being like, get your head up, boy. Fucking Joker's fucking going crazy. He's lobbing shit everywhere. But your boy Doc Rocks here is fucking going to get you through it, you know? Well, if I was doing this interview or possibly podcast, this sounds like a podcast conversation they're having yeah. where the guy just lets him ramble. Um, and he started saying this shit. I'd be like, Quentin, can I call you Quentin? Um, <laughs> I'm gonna call you Quentin. Dude, Hollywood will let you make anything you want to make. If you walk into yeah. the studio that owns the property to that and go, I want to make this. Bad. They'd give you a blank. They'd give you a blank check. They would you. let him make anything. Remember yeah. when he was like, I'd like to make a Star Trek movie. And he had a fucking dude sweating in his knickers, dude. You know? Yeah, you know, right. old dude was like, he can't just come along and make a, who was this? What's Simon Pegg? Yeah. He was like, he can't just come along and make a Star Trek movie. And it's like, yes, he can. It's Quentin Tarantino. And he, he may know more about Star Trek than you. When yeah. Quentin take, when he takes the head off a joint, he becomes Squentin Tarantino. Squentin. <laughs> They'll let mm. him make anything he wants to make. Yeah. Guaranteed. No one's going to tell him no. Yeah, no. I mean, we all know. I mean, we all have that punchline that if Tarantino did any IP, it would be the IP, but with a shitload of dialogue. There'd be a lot of talking, yeah. a lot of references. But, but, but honestly, we know that he is a but skilled enough. I was gonna say that's his writing. He would. He would. I think he would fucking kill. Yeah. Like imagine, well, that's his imagine, writing. Imagine him directing someone if, else's writing. Well, like here's the thing: you don't put Quentin Tarantino on Superman. You don't put Quentin no. Tarantino on Doctor Strange. You give him shit he like the Punisher. Yeah, he ain't you making give him Daredevil. You give him the street level guys that have villains that can talk like yeah. Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, that's where you put him in the superhero realm, dude. And I think he would fucking reinvent the game on those characters. Yeah, for sure, right? Hmm. Like, oh, yeah. uh, like imagine, imagine like, like, just I'm I'm already I'm already thinking about Terrence You're already spitballing like the Punisher. It? Yeah, dude, imagine a death proof style car chase sequence with Frank Castle and fucking Kingpin henchmen, dude, where they just fucking hauling ass down New York, fucking people getting ran the fuck over. Running over shit, getting no fucks given about the world around you. It's just Frank Castle and these fuckers, and goddamn it, Frank Castle's about to yeah. unleash hell. And he's looking for yeah. White Castle, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I got you yeah. one right here, dude. Because he, because he wants to park in it, you know. Let him direct a Ghost Rider movie. Oh yeah, all right, oh, man. with Nick Cage, huh? I said it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be the he would best relaunch Nick Cage's career, and not that his career. Yeah. I mean, he's in Pig, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, dude. I mean, if we it wanted, have, to it could be Adam the... Driver. Adam Driver could play that. Yeah. Well, if we wanted to throw in a little bit of CGI, but not too much, because I feel like our boy Quentin. That's the only thing holding him back. Travis shoots on film, you know. Well, he's like, uh, uh-uh. uh. He likes practical effects, like, which can be done, dude. What if, like, what if Tarantino did like a Constantine movie or something? It'd be yeah, amazing. That would be. That would I mean, be it sounds like, I mean, at first thought, it sounds like it might not work. But then no. you think about, you think about how Constantine, how a lot of exposition's done through the dialogue, man. And I think Tarantino could do exposition 
in such a way that doesn't feel like the way everyone's tired of it right now. And it's just those little spoon fed, like you have to get the sword of the elder beast to fight the dragon. That's always been the thing around. You know, he does, he doesn't use CGI and he's used practical effects, but he was willing to make a star Trek movie, which would be some CGI have to be right. No, he's like, no, dude, we're doing it. We're fucking shooting in the back loft. Okay. We're going to have like a five year fucking pre production. We're going to build all the ships seven different ways for seven different angles. If you look at the movies he's made, there was no call for CGI. Yeah. We can do this with practical. So I'm sure he'd be open. He's like, oh, the only way we can do that CGI? Okay, well, that's fine. I mean, but if we can do it practical, I'd rather spend $100,000, you know? Yeah. Which does look better. Well, what's badass is he's got. He's got, like, well, oh, man. What if Tarantino and Robert Rodriguez team back up? Team back up to do, like, a fucking swamp thing or a goddamn... uh, Like a creature feature? The two of them do Ghost Rider and... Make it like it, make it in the vein of like a really high grade R rated uh, body horror film. Yeah, Grindhouse movie. Yeah. Set the set. Oh man! Yeah, meet Johnny Blaze. Yeah, and it's got to have fucking <laughs> Machete in it. I can't oh remember his God. name. I'm not pulling his name. Danny Trejo. That's it. Yeah, of course he's, he's gonna like, be in it. Yeah, he'd be like Samuel be Jackson's like, gonna be in it. He'd be like, that Hefe will outrun the devil, man. Yeah. <laughs> Hefe. <laughs> they say at night his head starts to glow. What? <laughs> yeah. One more time. I will say, though, that picture they picked for uh, Adam Driver, like I can picture That's him cool. with the paint under his eyes. With the red. The long hair. Um, yeah, got to have the know. red bandana. You yeah. know who you know you know what superhero movie needs to be re- remade with some tender love and care, and Tarantino could do it. Jonah Hex. Oh, yeah. like get it because dude, he could. They could have done so much better than what we got. Jonah Hex got. with Idris Elba. Yeah, or no, dude, keep Brolin because Brolin was great. Bad. But I don't know if he, he'd come yeah, back. He and, no, it was a stain on his. Legacy. He's, he's the mad. He's the fucking mad titan now. Dude. I really wanted to like that movie. Yeah, he's moved on to bigger and better things. I really, I really wanted, wanted to, to like, like that movie, too, man. And what was the one they did? Makings of like a good. What Western, was the one they did you know, with Daniel Craig? Movie. Uh, cowboy, uh, cowboys and aliens. That's it. Cowboys versus that, aliens. Was hey, it versus? I know. I think I can't remember, but I do remember seeing it in the past couple of years. Dude, it's a better movie on a rewatch. Yeah, it is. It's better than Jonah Hex. Re-watch. Yeah. It was Cowboys and Aliens, yeah. Which is I think we on fucking... It's on Peacock uh, for free, anyone. I mean, dude, Harrison Ford was your bad guy, for yeah. crying out loud. Yeah. Wasn't he? He was the bad guy. Yeah. 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 I just couldn't remember if it was him or like Timothy Daniel or something. And it had Sam Rockwell's Doc. Yeah. Paul Dano. Yeah, it was a great film, man. I mean, dude, it was it was classic, you know, high tech shit dealing with cowboys, man. Like 
I love mm-hmm. the fact that they're they're like it, it was such a it reminded me of like a movie I'd I'd watch with my grandfather yeah. where like you know they you know sticks and stone, little sticks and stones beats the supercomputer type shit yeah. you know because the whole thing of them going up to those big ass ship towers that or that ship tower that was there and just throwing dynamite in it you know like I just remember I seeing those around the same time and being like Jonah Jonah Hex the aliens uh, Cowboys versus Aliens was definitely better. And then well, it seemed like the same time they did the one John uh, Carter. John Carter. Oh, which was such a letdown. Yeah. Whoa. Such a letdown. Whoa. Fantastic cast. Whoa. Fantastic production. What happened? You know. Somebody, somebody set their cup of coffee on the better part of the 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 movie plans Man. and fucked it up. Because, dude, when you look uh, at every, all the ingredients of John Carter, it's like this is going to be a hit. There's going to be three of them. Maybe a series, some toys. And it is such a hard watch. And it had such a cool plot device, too. Yeah. Dude's got to keep his body okay while he's quantum leaping to Mars, dude. Like, it's fucking crazy. And when and then it's like, it's like Indian outlaw over here. Like, there's <laughs> tribes. and It's weird that, well, Cowboys and Aliens did like that, a, I think. It was like Because a, you got to remember, Favreau was coming in hot off Iron Man 1 yeah. with that. Check your age, gentlemen. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, right. All right, I'm done juicing. I was yeah, hyping it up. I mean, that's, a, that's all the news I had, though. I mean, Kevin Smith started filming. Yeah. I'm getting my trailer rig pulled up, but I saw a picture of Dante, and uh, they're at the fucking quick stop. Yeah. They're working on it. They're not. They're not even supposed to be there. Um, you know? Do you guys want to acknowledge the uh, the level of shit he's been getting for He Man? We talked about it a little bit last week. I haven't seen the show yeah. yet, so I can't comment on uh, it. I remember last week right. you told us what you thought, but at, at the same time, I'm like, well, you watched one episode. Ooh. You watch the rest of it? Watch that episode, man. You'll know what it'll, I mean. It won't make me want to watch the rest. Maybe what You're happens Avenger, in the rest? So I, 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 I could see where I could see where you would go on and finish it because that's that that that's your well, thing. It's a dude. show. But ah, there's you'll know what I mean. <laughs> he has been getting you'll a lot see, of shit though. You'll 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 see it and you're gonna go. Do I really want to take this track? And the part of you that is usually going to be like, there. hell yeah, hell yeah, click next, <laughs> well, click well, next, Adam, is going to get bitch slapped by the part of you that's like, no, let's watch something else, man. Yeah. That was good. That was great. That was fucking awesome. But let's watch something else. I think I'm picking up what you're putting down. <laughs> I don't think I know what you mean without saying it. It's a good 30-minute watch that you'll be glad to go and think about when you take a shit after it. But he has been catching yeah. a lot of hate. Yeah, he has. But I mean, he always gets hated on. Yeah, that's the thing. Everything I mean, he puts out, is, he's got tough skin. But this is the thing that's, I mean, dude. It ain't like he wrote it. They just attached his name to it. He'll be the all only right. thing I'll, the only bookends I like is the song by Simon and Garfunkel, dude. I don't like it Sound as a plot device in my movies. No, bookends, bro. 
you're, you're gonna get a hell of a good good start. You're gonna see where the chuffa starts, and you're gonna wait for the bookend, dude. And and I'm not saying that middle part's gonna be bad, but I mean, you're not watching it for it, and you'll find out. <laughs> you heard it here first. Yeah. Travis is a misogynist. <laughs> no, dude, there. no. Let's I just knew, no. Let's. Look, I'm picking up yeah. what you're saying. Trailer time. Checking the watch. We finally got a trailer for what we do in the shadows. Yeah, I'm excited which drops September that. the second. Only a I'm month, fellas. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Me too. They kind of fucked. A lot of these people fucked up. They're like, they should have had this shit ready to go when the pandy hit. It was like, dude, you could have been killing it with the ratings. Yeah, for real. But, you know. But I've dropped my comment. Sometimes. Things be like that sometimes. Yeah. I got it pulled up. You guys ready? Ready? Yeah. Thanks. All right. Three, two, one. Play. Started fucking around with the little things. The fucking little things that get you caught, man. Looks like Craigslist. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, he was in the mirror. I made sure to look this time. So now he's using a phone, but before he was using the... So I can't wait to see the meltdown. Not for liquids. (laughs) (laughs) That's why. I'm glad that the States is getting a healthy dose of Matt Berry. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at him. He's feeding off of it. We were just talking <laughs> about that the other night, man. We watched this trailer, and I said the same thing to Trey. I was like, it's nice that he's getting this little blow up in America. Finally. Yeah, yeah, he deserves sure. it. Yeah. Like, I hope I hope this leads to people doing a deep dive on yeah, him. Yeah, who's that guy? And he's funny. They, and they and they find his his, his British content, because it's... I mean, the guy doesn't change his acting style. No, dude, it's the same and everything. He talks no, he's, the same, it, you know. And it's it's just his delivery. You, you, it doesn't get old. Normally, the voice trope gets old. Yeah, Matt Barry's just because he 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 knows when to inflex and make that shit, dude. When he busts in the door, at fucking in the IT crowd, and father! he does the whole father. Yeah, and then he does dude. the thing where he runs down and he gets like. For some reason, he starts running. He can't stop, so he trips up on some shit. Like, I think I've bust up in the room on my wife so many times, going, "Don't worry, it's, it's only, only me." me. <laughs> like, oh man! So this is, I think, this is about uh, Sarita and Venus Williams. Mm-hmm. So this is a movie about their father. Okay. I think he was kind of like a Tiger Woods kind of dad. Like, he was hard on them. I mean, dude, Olympic athletes, you know? Right, I think they've won medals. I don't know. But I know they've won big money. 
if you don't land a love on this next hit, I'm going to knock the love out of you. Yeah. He was like an Ike Turner type of guy. Right. <laughs> you know? No. Bush. <laughs> no bush. Have y'all seen that where people take the meme of him looking at her? Like, they use that meme. Like, when yeah. you tell her to make a sandwich and it's him looking like, yeah, bitch. Don't make a sandwich. Don't put no makeup on. Yeah. All right. King Richard. I'm, I'm ready, man. You ready, Trav? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. So this is probably going to be a little pursuit of happiness vibe. He was abusing. Is he doing a voice? Wait. I need to hear him talk. He's doing a little voice here, dude. Yeah. It's kind of weird. It's it, the movie's kind of about them, but not. It's about yeah. him. I like the voice, dude. It's dude. Yeah, I can't remember his name, but... Bernthal. Yeah. I mean, Will Smith's gonna kill it, dude. Yeah. Even if you have no interest in that story, look at him. It was real tears. You ain't lying. He might get an Oscar. Yeah. Okay. HBO Max good. and theaters. Yeah. Still eligible for an award. I, I'm kind of interested in checking. You've been hearing about this? Just... Got Adam Driver what? in it. Oh, House of Gucci? Yeah. Oh, the other yeah, movie. I... Yeah. No, I was saying, yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge, like, tennis guy. No, or dude. Anything like I, it ain't, that, it's but... going to be him. Yeah. And that's what's going to sell it. Yeah. I'll... It's, it's, it's a mean old daddy movie. Well, I love all of the um, more heartfelt stuff that yeah that uh, that he does, man. Mm-hmm. I will yeah. say, as a actor that went that came from comedy roots, yeah, that came from French he's France, of, he's one of the few who've made that transition into serious acting and was able to stay there. I put him yeah, up there with Jamie Foxx. 
I mean, you could think of it. He kind of set the roadmap for a lot of comedic actors yeah. in terms of how to get to to the serious stuff. You know, you have your comedy, do the blockbuster, then do the toned down serious drama. Yeah, sprinkle those in between some of it to show that hey, I'm not just off fair with CGI, but you know, because mm-hmm. I mean, think of it for for years. The only time we'd see Will Smith is if some shit was blowing the fuck up behind him. Yeah, bad boy. And he could, you know, and he delivers that classic Will Smith like, "Woo, welcome, welcome, yeah. to blah blah blah, blah." Oh hell, yeah, yeah. But like the pursuit of happiness, yeah, that was, that's one of my favorite Will Smith movies, man. Uh, the Seven so Pounds, that was his real son. Amazing, Seven yeah, Pounds, I, dude. Man, that's that's a movie, dude. Uh, yeah, it's a hard watch, but it's good though. Yeah. House of Gucci, though. This has got a fucking all-star cast in it, man. It's got Lady Gaga, Adam Driver, Jared Leto, Jimmy Irons. Al Pacino. Oh, Oh, directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I'm I'm excited. Based on a book. I'm ready to see this Gaga in action. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? (laughs) All right. I wouldn't mind taking a peek at that Gaga, you know? Whoa. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. No fucking little goo goo gaga. Yeah. Little oh radio God. gaga. Was that house of house of glass? Heart of glass. House of glass. <laughs> so Gucci. Um. She Russian? I think so. So it's a it's a story about Gucci. He looks like he's going to a prom in the seventies. Oh shit! Damn, they left some names out. Rich people. If you're going to be Gucci, you got to dress the pot. What's happening here? Oh, he was shot. That's right. Spoiler alert. I think Jared Leto is going to backdoor upstage all these well, Oh, he's going to come in hot. Uh, he, like, total fucking prosthetic work, man. It looks great, man. Really, Scott kills it. Oh, I had to put this in here. Oh, the featurette? Yeah. Let's do it, man. Free guy. Comes out soon. 
All right. Three, two, one, play. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it's made of human muscle <laughs> he had to he's like Deadpool Ryder died in yeah right <laughs> the dude it's John Cena <laughs> can't wait to see that movie oh the 13th pod locked on it yeah for sure right We've been waiting That's on fucking fun. free guy for two years. I love That's how fun. when he's in a movie now, they're just like, uh, he's like, can I do something crazy yeah. to promote it? Can sure. I do some crossover have devil fun. shit? Yeah, they're like, have fun with it. And he's just like doing whatever the fuck he wants yeah. to do. It's he's like, Tiger, you want to do the fucking, you want to play the rock man one more time? He's like, sure. Mm-hmm. Flag day. This has got Sean Penn, right? Yeah. Is he's going to be super serious? It's based on a true story about a man that counterfeited a bunch of money. Oh, leave you with that. It's got, it's got Josh Brolin in it. Too. I don't Let's know why it it's out. called Flag Day. Because we remember Flag Day. Yeah, I remember. What? When I think Flag Day, I'm like, what could this possibly have to do with that? But yeah, <laughs> we'll see. All right, here we go. Three, two, one, play. Dude, here in a minute, when this chopper goes by and he's driving the car, look his face. Watch his face when he drives, when he's looking up at it. Here it comes. Watch his face. Right here. (laughs) (laughs) What? The way he looked up there. Yeah, there's a helicopter there, dude. That's as far as I went. I haven't seen this much. Oh, Josh Brolin.
I think this is what they're doing with this movie. Like the movie we watched. Yeah. You would think that would be focused around the crime. This is going to be through the eyes of the girl that her dad was some bank robber. You know what I mean? Yeah. It ain't going to be about him. It's about her. He's acting his ass off, though. Yeah. Not to peep it. Yeah, yeah. He had so many. It looks like they're going to cover so many. Yeah, throughout her life. Every time she was able to be around him, maybe. or Original songs by Cat Power, Glenn Hansberg, Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Featuring Olivia Vedder. Oh, yeah. I almost did it. Yeah, you know. And I was like, which one do I do? And that's the one. Of course. It's that. on a I saw something a while back, and you think about this, like, you know, like like when they found, like, BTK or someone, yeah. like, and they go in there, and it's like, this person did all this horrible shit. Do they have kids? Yeah. And when family. you hear interviews with their daughters or their sons, you know, wife, they're like, we had no idea. He was a nice guy. Yeah. He was a great father. Yeah. I can't forgive him for what he's done, though. Like, what yeah. the fuck, dude? Just imagine. One day you find Couldn't... out. Yeah. You know, your mom's a serial killer. Your dad's a serial killer. Yeah. And you're like, what? Dude, I would go Fucking... to the jail to see him and be like, dude, why didn't you tell me? You know? Yeah. I could have was tight. <laughs> Yeah, what the fuck? They say you got caught because there was a shoe left behind. I would have been there and be like, get your shoe. <laughs> Don't your shoe behind. Yeah. yeah, keep that shit. No, I'm kidding, but for real, I was like, you never think about that. Yeah. Those serial killers had a family, kids, wife. Yeah, right. And they're like, some people are like, yeah, he's pretty fucked up. And we didn't let him come to family reunions. And it's like, oh, okay. But the ones that are like, he was a great dad. It's like, ooh, let's make some even creepier. Yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway. That's like the Ice Man. Yeah. Remember that Michael Shannon Normal film? Normal family. Yeah. Made his kids breakfast. Yeah. Sent them to school and then went and killed people. Yeah. For the mob. I mean, it was his job. Doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> Together. This got James, our boy James. Well, I dropped it. I saw his face. J Mac. Look at him. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to call him J Mac too. You let him know. Uh, J Mac. You ready, Trav? <laughs> yeah. Three, two, one, play. Come together. They don't use that song. Doom, 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 doom. Right there, you know? Yeah. Oh. Whoa. It's like a romantic comedy. Some nice camera work. Yeah. They're talking to the camera. Like a mockumentary. I like this British. 
Or whatever they're going for. Why do they keep talking to the camera? Mm -hmm. Uh oh. <laughs> Talk about <on> the camera. <laughs> The movie's only an hour and 27 minutes. Damn. I didn't know that James McAvoy was from Glasgow. I didn't From know Scotland? That. I didn't know that. It's crazy. His, really. uh, his English accent is pretty good. Yeah, he right. He's to act like. Because yeah. you just think that's something hard to cover up. Yeah. But that motherfucker. He does it, man. Yeah. Classically trained. I guess. Acting. <laughs> he's 42, uh, and guess what? He's 5'7". That's what his mm, friend says. Yeah. Mm, Imagine. He's a. Work on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, it's 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 like the office. We're getting the office an hour like and thirty a movie? minutes. Yeah, yeah. About two people that are stuck together during the quarantine. It, that, it does look like quarantine because she's talking about the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, <clears throat> if anybody's going to do it and it's going to be good, it's going to have J- James McAvoy in it, which makes sense. And I think that that's going to be really interesting to see. Like, I'm gonna check uh, it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, you see a, a basically a relationship breakdown and you're stuck together. So you have to like, I mean, they've yeah, been, you got to work it out. Yeah. In theory, they've been together for probably 20 years, 15 to 20 years at this point. Yeah. Um, but then quarantine hits and you're not allowed to leave your house. Yeah. So and how do you stuck together? It? Yeah. Remember back that, when at peak quarantine, dude, remember back when mm-hmm. we were hearing like, and they they were a little bit ahead of us, but like the divorce rates and like places like J- Japan, yeah, the divorce rate was just through the roof, and it's like because people had to stay at home. Yeah, they had to deal too with long. Their shit. Couldn't yeah. get away from it every day, get a little break. Yeah, it happens. So, but but the, yeah, but with like a comedy, like a a comedy romantic yeah, a little relief. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of interested in that, you know, it's kind of a, and it's a cool idea that they're doing it as a mockumentary style. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. So like, I'm at the point now where like, I almost expect somebody to talk to the camera. I know. Right. You know, I talk to it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm just saying like in a movie, they should just do that more. Just imagine dude, if you're watching an Avengers movie and captain America's like, 
he tells somebody like, don't come over here. We're going to hurt you. And then he looks at the camera and he's like, we're not going to hurt him. You know, yeah. it's like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. What? Hold on. Then you just move on. You never go back to it. Yeah. It's, it's past. Be funny. Yeah. Plan A. Is this a war film? It is. Okay. Let's do of it. The warrior's kind. <laughs> it's, I think it's about, I think I watched enough of the trailer to know it was a real trailer and that we haven't seen it. Yeah. So like two seconds. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think these are people, uh, hunting down Nazis after the war. Okay. Okay. And Let's you know, putting them in their place. Yeah. Six feet deep. Trav, you ready? Yep. Three, two, one, play. In the name of the Fuhrer. He left that part out, didn't he? Oh, someone's not turning the other cheek. Jewish Avengers. He just said it. We're the Jewish Avengers. So I just watched the show on Amazon with Al Pacino that was Jewish Avengers. It was actually pretty good. Hunting, what was it? Hunter? The Hunters? I'm looking at uh, Hunters, that was it. The attention to detail here looks pretty good. Yeah, right. I'll say that. And I appreciate that. Like everything on yeah. camera matches the time. It's a cool shot. While they were making the movie, the guy was like, I can't wait to put that in the trailer. Yeah. He's looking down the steps. I'm a sucker for a good war movie. Yeah. <clears throat> and I like that now, like we've seen, like, you know, we've seen our world war two movies, you know, we're starting to spread out and get into some other wars, but I like this little trickle of films we're getting. that's like from a different point of view. Yeah. Cause right. we're always seeing here. It's like, it's going to be the U S versus whoever. Yeah. It's nice to get these other little, Dude, they're gonna yeah. when they decide to make another like Civil War movie, it's go I want Tarantino to make that. Yeah, for God real, damn, right? it's gonna be good, dude. There was a lot of talking during those times. They were like, Let's line yeah. everybody up and shoot that way. Well, and it's like Once Once Upon a Time in West Virginia. Yeah. That's a good name for a film. It is. <laughs> I would watch that for sure. So the only reason I dropped this trailer is because it's got a Olivia Munn in it. Mm. 
All right, let's do it. I mean. And Bruce Stern, apparently. Bruce Stern's in it. Why don't they put. Like, he's more of a yeah. pull <laughs> for me. All right. Three, two, one, play. It's rated R. The gateway. think we'll see some nip. Not in a trailer. I don't know. We might get a YouTube titty or two. That's the guy from Borderlands. Cool Walking lens Fire. they're using. It is cool. I like the color. That dude was really good on Boardwalk Empire. It was Nucky Thompson's brother. He's good at playing the guy you don't know whether to lock him or whether yeah. to trust him or not. Yeah, he's done a few good things. Play a cop, like I don't know, he's sketchy. He's shady. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's shady. He can play morally gray. Like when you look at him, he's shady. It's like this dude's gonna do he's gonna be shady. Look, it's shady. He's a good actor. Looks like he's trying to channel. Olivia Munn's going to try to make a serious movie. This is happening. This will be her first, like, you know, she's just always played the pretty girl. Yeah. She was in the Johnny Depp movie at the end. Like, but she's going to do an acting role here. And I might have to check it out just because of that. Bruce Dern, he read the script. He thought it was good enough to do. Digging that beat. Oh, God, it's that one girl. I like the guy there, though. I don't know who that was, but. I mean. That trailer got action packed at the end, didn't it? Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> and not a speck of Liam Neeson inside. No, dude, it was just dude like, I'm going to take the deal, but I don't want to take the deal. He's always shady. <laughs> Because this is the only deal I got. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, How many deals you offering? We only got the one deal, sir. I don't want to take deal the deal, is but a I'm deal. Take the, yeah. A lot of dealing going on. Meet my son. His name's Dylan. It's where, it's going to try to have heart where they're like, there's so much dealing and not enough feeling around yeah. here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so much dealing. Not Maybe we feeling. come together and we do a little healing. Yeah. And after that, I'll be over in the corner peeling some apples. And the past becomes the future, becomes the past. It'll never end. Vicious cycle. <laughs> what? We need to do something? Yeah, let's, oh, let's see what this... We need to watch this, the trailer. I guess yeah. they wrote this movie in like July hmm. of last year. <laughs> Three, two, one, play. Hang on, guys. Oh, this is the tornado one. Oh, hang on. Blade Disgusting was repping this. Tornado Rock County seek shelter immediately. 
No, dude. Five refuge in the cinemas part of your house. This is how you know it's not in the south. They went inside. <laughs> if you were in, if you're in the south, do you go outside look around? Where's it at? Over that way. Uh, this movie's about, about like a town that gets hit by a Dureco. Oh no, dude. There's someone. Watch this. They can't open the door. Haunted twisters. I saw a can't open the door and then bloody <laughs> disgust and hit it with some kind of review and I was like pasting it. What I say? <laughs> I was like posting it. So you know what I'm so thinking now they're stuck already? in the house. They can't smash the windows, right? Dude, is this the next coherence? Oh. Oh. Think about it. Look at this. It's not a tornado. They got sucked through a dimensional rift or something. They can't get out. They're stuck in there. What the fuck? They're in hell, dude. That's where they're at. He's drinking Listerine. That was a weird way to end a trailer, dude. Chugging Listerine. Oh, I got like he's got with a with a thousand yard stare. That was strange. That dude's mind was ripped. What's happening in that room, dude? Coherence. You make me want to watch that again. Well, I mean, the more the trailer descended, like they never—they're not leaving that fucking room. He's like, and then they just seem weird. It's an hour and a half. Like they're trying to convey the 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 most sci-fi that happens that we're going to see visually is probably going to be the storm coming in and out. Check that out, though. And then it's just going to be like suddenly snake in the corner. Why is that half-eaten apple? Rattlesnake. What? Water droplets turn to blood. Holy shit, something's There's on the wall. Why man. does my wife want to kill me? <laughs> There's a weird feeling you get when you watch a movie like Coherence. It's just because it's such a weird movie. I'm going to be chugging that fucking bottle of mouthwash. That's weird. And you hear, and you may ask yourself, yeah, how did I get here? This is not my beautiful wife. This is not my beautiful girl. This is not my beautiful house. How did I? Every days go by. He starts like dancing like dude yeah. from the video, doing the little. The same side, as side it ever was. It's the same <laughs> as it ever was. Uh, deep house. This had good reviews too. You guys ready? Yeah. You ready to travel? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. I like the no audio there. They're not going to let us hear any of the conversation? <laughs> nope. Those... Those drone shots of uh, of the woods, man. They never get old. They're always really nice.
Yeah, they forget the the dialogue track for the trailer. I think they left it on purpose because it's a trailer, and they're like, "Let's not give them nothing, but give them something." Look at this. Yeah. They found something down here. Oh, interested already. What? Fortnite, the movie. Is this some kind of, they roll up on some kind of, why did that dude, that dude sent them down there, dude. This is old Greg as fuck. <laughs> Don't go out on Black Lake, dude. <laughs> he let them go down there. That guy, he was like, yeah, go ahead. Welcome to Greg's place. Greg's place. So the guy Greg's... on the shore that they were talking to, he's got, dealings with them and he brings them stuff and they let him be it's kind of like when and and uh house of a thousand corpse when he's like yeah take that road up there this could be really sends good them to this the house really where it fucks them up i'm interested in it oh yeah yeah that underwater got me i mean we ain't never seen no underwater horror, that's for sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you count the abyss or this is another trailer for Lamb. Is this the same one? They got a new one? Oh, they might have a new one. That was. I've been hearing a little buzz about this movie. Yeah. See I the buzz online? The we watched yeah. one for it. Did we? Oh, yeah. I think this is That's, a new one because this well, it's probably a new, oh it's definitely a new trailer but we've seen one yeah that's the only re- that's why I know about it like let's check it out man three two one play it's got the chick from girl with a dragon tattoo oh yeah that's yeah. right remember we were talking about it, but it is this is gonna be a weird movie I think pig's gonna be weird too but. Uh, this is going to be strange. You already know about A24. Look what they spent that money on. It's going to be a fucking... This is different, dude. We didn't see this. I didn't see that scene. Does it have a, a, a person's body? Does it have a person's body? Yes. Did that guy fuck that goat? Oh, are they going to do this? This is some White House shit, y'all. Dude, look at it. It's. This is a completely different trailer, and I couldn't be happier with the choice of music. Same. Oh my God. This trailer's like night and day to the other one. They didn't show that it had a human's body. I want to watch this like tomorrow. No, it's his child. Dude, we just saw it walking. Dude, he fucked it. And she's going to kill him. This is going to be some mother shit. You know? Yeah. It's going to be a fucked up movie. 
Looks good what though. The it does look fuck good. Is this gonna be about you know? He fucked it, dude. God. He comes out like a human. Or, oh man. Well, what if it fucked her? Okay. <laughs> but how would it give birth? She gave birth to it. No, we saw it fall out of the thing. But it's not not what it seems. But what if that's not it? Oh man, that would be real fucked up if they did that. Whoa, that'd be like next level fucked up. Yeah. If they do that, I'll be like, whoa, you had the balls to go there? I mean, I don't know what A24's obsession with goat imagery is, but whatever, man. Yeah. I like <laughs> on the thumbnail he looks like the he's like little midsummer goat. Yeah, right. The fact that they threw Beach Boys in was crazy. That was nice. That's the real trailer for that movie. I think we watched a teaser because it didn't show any of that shit. Because it was yeah. just like, she's out there. There's a fucking thing having a baby. She's walking in the woods. You know, it's like, what is this? This this doesn't look good. To be honest, it didn't look good then. Yeah. Like, and then I see this like trailer, land, I'm like, dude. Okay. This is like Lamb Chop's origin story, guys. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I dropped this. Uh, it's a Rick James documentary. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Oh, a bop. No, this yeah. is a documentary. <laughs> Let's check it out, man. Three, two, one, play. It's Rick James, dude. It's going to be good. <laughs> he fucking lived it. I'd watch a Rick James movie. Yeah. Who could play Rick James? Jamie Foxx? Mm. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Ooh. He's like, and he plays it like him with the shitty wig. Come on, motherfuckers. Yeah. You know? Nice just, place. Yeah. <laughs> he just plays it like that. Man, that would be great. Never Unity. happened. Though. Yeah. That was weeks ago. Rick, that was tonight. What? Dude, seeing him on small claims court was fucking... Some guy borrowed his amp. It got stolen. And he... Dude, the amp got stolen and Rick was there trying to get his money back. Because he let a guy borrow amp. This happened. This was on like Judge Joe Brown or something. Yeah. And then the guy's like, it got stolen, all this, and then we had a back and forth. And then Rick James was like, Andy's gay. He tried to suck my dick, you know? And it was like, what? And the guy's like, don't say that, Rick. He was like, damn, dude. Rick got his money. Of course he, he does did. rule in his favor. And he was, he was very respectful in court. I saved this trailer for last. Yeah. I'm, I moved I'm it around a couple it. times. We got a little venom action. Yeah. Uh, from Sony. Let's fucking Sony, but 
Yeah. Fuck I'm going to watch the sure. trailer. They got my money, you know? Yeah, right. Three, two, one, play. I think Woody Harrelson's going to kill it. Yeah. Dude, did, did he go in there just to let him bite him? Like, look at Probably. Stripping out. It's a red one. Well, you got it, brother. Look at that shit. Man, that's cool as fuck. I can't wait. Look at that. No, you crazy, dude. Why are you mad at Eddie Brock? Dude, that's a red one. And he's even he's like that one's better than me. Woo. There's hope for Sony yet. After watching the last one, that Venom movie, I was like, there's hope for Sony. They can pop out a good movie every now and then. Um, I don't know how Griffin is going to feel about it, but I, I want to be excited for this movie. This, like, this, Carnage is one of many, the villains. Do you think there's too much I figured, comedy? I figured Carnage would never get no. adapted. Uh, I don't. It's not the comedy, man. Uh, I don't know. I just, I really, they're a level of character where their shit gets so out of hand that needing an R rating is not necessarily what it needs because they need to be. Like a shit ton of blood, yeah. it'd be ultra gory. But it was rated R, but it needs. Right? To... Uh, no, the first one was PG thirteen. Was it? Mm-hmm. Oh, because remember we covered that it actually went down from being R rated. Right. Because yeah. that whole sequence where the symbiote's making his way to Eddie, there's that part where Venom's cutting through that 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 village and like. He slaughters everyone, but there's not a drop of blood. Yeah, you just don't see it. 
You hear it, but you don't see it. What I'm getting at is that it needs... They're the kind of characters that could benefit from riding where an R rating is not something they they need to ride off of. Yeah. But when they get to those lines, they can cross them for a second. A little more Deadpool with R rating. A little more. Yeah. You know. Because Carnage is supposed to be just a pure fucking psychopath, man. He kills on impulse, not for like any sort of self-gaining reason. He's like, he's out for himself. It's like, eh, it don't work that way. But I guess it like does he, for them. Like Dude, he's a classic wholesale slaughter. You want to uh, hear villain, a little? You know? So, the 2018 Venom movie, it has a rating on the IMDb. When you go to the new one, there's nothing there. There's, there's no rating yet. Mm-hmm. And they're holding back the rating. Because they, they know, if, if Trav said that, he was like, PG-13, man. They know if they put that on there, it's like people see that they're like, "What the?" And, f- it did it again. And, and circling around to what I mean by uh, by, oh, by having you know name drop Griff is, uh, you know, we're getting a Venom and Carnage story without the key stone for why they're there, and that's Spider Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that that's that that. This franchise is yeah. going to continue to slip. That's where it's of hurting, that, man. Spite of it, it's going to always what be. What if Venom it, shows it, up in that Spider-Man movie? If it happens, dude, it'd be amazing. Well, you the might, best dude. thing that could happen for this movie would be if, with it having the family rating, the PG whatever, you know, doesn't have it yet, it be, but it's probably it going to be that. It would be badass if the ending of the film. Spider-Man shows up. Oh. He doesn't fight. Yeah. You know they don't waste them. They Just don't waste the cameo, money on That's it. all we're asking he, for. But have it to where he shows up and Just he's like, "What? You guys got to stop fighting, goddamn yeah. it!" Like you know, he's like, he shows up and he's like, "You need help?" And the guy's like, "I got it." Because like, because it know? would serve. It would make. It would be interesting if that guy, that the you know the ex that he punches at the end there, yeah. If they they end up having him be the policeman that uh, becomes toxin, because it looks like it's going to slowly hit off of beats of maximum carnage. Obviously, yeah, we've got Shriek in there. We've got Carnage. We've got Venom. We have them acknowledging how the symbiote's going to trans, you know, transfer. Awesome, and it's going to be crazy if by the end of the movie. Not only do we have the comedic aspects of Venom, but we have the parts of Venom that's going to give exposition to like, yo, he's going to be a problem because our species doesn't have to mate to reproduce. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. And Carnage is going to give birth to the toxin symbiote. And then that's going to be, it's going to be weird if they touch around that subject because that whole thing leans heavily on the social commentary of abortion. Yeah. Because Carnage wants to kill it, yeah, and Venom's like, "No, nah, man, like, you need to learn how to like. We're gonna pass our knowledge on. It's how we that that's how our species exists and all this stuff. And like, there, there's large shit that this stuff could branch off into, and it's gonna be interesting what 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 parts they're gonna trim down and not fuck with, and where they're gonna take it. All right, well. which I mean." With it being the kind of film that the Venom film was, 
I see it going the route that they're probably going to kill Carnage by the end of the movie. Uh, there won't be room for him to ever come back. No. But well, you know. next week we're watching the Suicide Squad. Yes, we're finally watching it. It's happening, and I'm excited to see this movie. And I'm I'm gonna go ahead and make a real estate prediction here. I think I'm gonna like it. Yeah, I think so. I think I'm gonna like it from what I've seen. If we get unhinged, Cena, yes, dude, they're making a show with him. You know what really? I mean? Like. That's how good the character yeah. was in the movie. And he's up again. There's some good talent there, but Cena's been killing it. Yeah. Well, Cena can do some outrageous fucking comedy. Dude. Yeah. And, and when you look at him, when you see that kind of comedy coming out of him, you're like, how? <laughs> that, like, like that trailer last week where he's just like this fucking drug addict, dude. Yeah. Completely, completely yeah, that not movie. the fucking image of a uh, actor who's like, of, of, of Cena trying what? to. Like, when he's the trailer not started, WWE I was like, this anymore. is some shit. When I looked at the movie, I was like, this is going to be some shitty John Cena movie. And I even said it, I was like, they're putting this movie out because he's in the Suicide Squad movie. They're trying to get, you know, Then by the views. end, he's talking about sticking the trailer drugs was actually good. The trailer you know, was like, good. Shit's, yeah. So. But that's what we're watching. And we'll be back here a week from now to talk about Suicide Squad. Yes. And I think it's going to be good. I think it's going to get three stars. I yeah, tell you what, so. if it doesn't get three stars, I forfeit my fucking star. You know, <laughs> that's almost that's how confident I am, Trav. Don't let me down. You know. Oh, oh, <laughs> just that. I thought I'm confident. it was. Oh, if you really had, if you were really confident, you'd put that. Uh, my title on the line because uh, you know I won the last game. To, the podcast commissioner role, my well, friend. I don't know about that. We'll have to. <laughs> we might be able to mock something up. It's feeling a little totalitarian around here, Adam. That's <laughs> all I'm saying, man. Are you going to cut them and upload them? <laughs> Are you going to create the thumbnail? No, in my utopia, Adam. Episodes. We'll no. All do this. You're like, we'll in my utopia, it. you're going to do it, but I'm going to take credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> my name will be plastered over all your work. A week from now. Oh, you know? Suicide Squad. I'm going to pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so tired. Checks in the mail. Yeah.